0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place
1: to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of
2: Mind Pump, we got to sit down, hang out, and have a great conversation with one of our favorite people in the fitness space. Our good buddy, Mike. Mike Matthews. He's a best-selling author. He's the founder of Legion supplements. He's also the creator of Muscle for Life. Uh, Very, very smart dude, very successful guy. He has a very uh, kind of no bullshit approach, um, which is fun for us. We have a lot of good times with him. Now this episode was recorded with a live audience. We had VIPs hanging out with us. They had come to our live event to listen to all of us talk. So you might hear them in the background and we answer some questions and just generally have a lot of fun. Now, you can find Mike Matthews on Instagram at Fitness, The website, legionathletics.com. He has a podcast. I've been a guest on there. Adam's been a guest on there, and I even think Justin's been a guest on there. Yeah, me too. The podcast is Muscle for Life with Mike Matthews and his books, which have sold tons and tons of copies, and it's good information, by the way. He's one of the few people in our space that actually presents good information. The books are Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. Thinner, Linger, Stronger, and The Shredded Chef. That's the one with the... He's got a picture of him with his shirt off on it. My favorite. He, a lot of times he's got a shirt off. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a shredded guy. Um, so we know you're going to love this episode. Uh, but before we get started, I want to remind everybody that MAPS Performance, this is our fitness program that's athletically minded, meaning it's a workout program, uh, but it's got some different exercises. You're going to work on mobility, functional movement, speed. You're going to move in different planes of movements. great, great, great workout program. It's 50% off. Here's how you take advantage of this discount, which, by the way, will not come back until next year. Go to mapsgreen.com. That's M-A-P-S-G-R-E-E-N.com and use the code GREEN50 for the discount. That's gren n five zero, no space, for the discount.
3: I want to talk to Mike about uh, the thousands of people that are dying and reports are coming out that... (laughs) Oh they also God. ate protein bars. So yeah, do you have on? any comments on
2: that? Yeah, on?
3: Quest protein bars. <laughs> oh,
4: <laughs> snaps.
2: That's the problem. Yeah. What do they sell for? A billion? A billion. A billion. And you said it was 20 times EBITDA. their profits. Yeah. That's an Apparently,
0: insane... apparently Cellucor is going to get like the same deal. Cellucor no. too? We yeah. passed on Cellucor. That yeah, one one people, that's one of the first people... T- in the, the Atkins going 50, after them 55 too? $55 a year. Wow. You know, no, they just
3: came out with the gummy bear BCAAs. Oh, yeah. That's mm. that's popping
2: right now. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. actually a very smart formula. Give something- What, well, so, what, give what kind of is can... that, though? What's that mean? I don't know. Gummy, that's like a texture, isn't it? No, 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 no they're, they're actual actually gummy bears. They're actually gummy
0: bears. Oh, they're actually well Yeah, right?
3: the gummy bears- It sounds like... gummy bear flavor. Yeah. No, this guy tastes
4: like gummy bear. The cornbread. Gummy,
0: over? gummy candy. I just saw gummy candy flavored pre-workout or something. Really? a flavor, you fucking idiot.
2: Wait, you want to make cornbread protein bar? that's a flavor. Yeah, maybe. Of course it is. It's a little yeah, more specific. I guess you're right. Yeah. Corn bed is a flavor. Yeah, now, right. now
0: we did cereal milk protein, though, and people were like, what kind of cereal? Oh, that's actually a good point. And I, but it, it does well. Like, is it cinnamon cereal? Yeah, it does.
2: It what, does very what well. Is, it's, it's
0: like cinnamon cereal, though. What's been the worst uh, product idea so far that you've had? Yeah. Uh, like a meal replacement weight gainer. Really? Yeah.
3: Just like a high-calorie protein shake? Yeah, basically. What, what do you think? What, why do you think it was bad? Was it the name? Was it just, just a small no, niche?
0: Yeah, I guess it's just not much demand for it, not as much as we thought, even though you'd think there is if you were just to poke around on the internet. Like, some of these products do sell well. Um, but, you know, we had a similar experience with our vegan proteins. So before we launched that, we were asking people, um, we were always surveying, what, do you, what would you like to see next in mm-hmm. terms of products, flavors? And there was a lot of hype around doing uh, a vegan protein, so much so that you know we were like, "Shit, we better order more than we normally would with a new product um, and release it." And it did okay. And that's why you and sent there's us no a, good reason. Is that for why it. you
2: sent us a bunch of free vegan protein? Uh, that was yeah. That was the that was <laughs> the old
0: gross it. stuff that we replaced. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Appreciate it. and then and then it, it it continued to do well. It, it mm-hmm. sells it, it sold well enough to justify its existence, but. That was a, uh, it was just interesting to see kind of like how, yeah, how, well, can, like, compared to how excited people right. seem to be, but that comes back to, again, just because people say they're excited for a product, or even if you try to survey, like, would you buy this? Even, mm. not, even if it's not that blunt, but if you're trying to survey for that purpose, it doesn't necessarily translate. When it comes time for people to actually
4: buy, it, what's your, Because the two current? best factors for that still? Like the texture and taste, like that's the, for the protein. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's it's I mean,
0: flavor is always number one. Okay. Yeah. anything you're drinking is is flavor is going to be number one and then as far as protein goes, um texture, mixability matters. And then and then and then of course the macros as well. Like mm. that's high up people pay attention to that.
3: What about products that you were surprised like you launched and you're like, "Oh shit, I did not think that was going to do that well?"
0: Um fish oil. Fish oh. oil did really well. We were like, "Wow." Uh and I mean it's good and everybody should be getting enough omega-3s and it's hard to do through diet alone. So it wasn't right. surprising that it, we thought it was going to sell, but it sold out um, within two or three weeks. And it, you know, it takes like 10 to 12 weeks to get more stuff made. So we were like, you,
2: good. You, I just read some interesting studies on EPA where they, they gave uh, one to one and a half grams of EPA, which is the one of the fatty acids sure. in in fish oil. Yeah. They gave those to people with mild uh, depression or anxiety, um, you, you know, kind of mental issues, and it was actually remarkably effective, mm. especially at the mild uh, forms of depression, mm. which is insane. I think it's the anti-inflammatory effects of the, of the fish oil. So I do cod liver oil, which is lower in EPA, but I do it for the vitamin D, mm. but now I'm doing more of the fish oil. I actually had one of your Triton, Triton, is that mm. my saying right? Triton, Triton, yeah. Going back to naming, yeah. Steak. I feel like. <laughs> stupid. Stupid. Yeah. All mythological creatures. Were you, yeah, well. were you reading comic books or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I, I locked myself into this fucking theme, <laughs> and I, now I'm like, what, what are we gonna? And I have to like, we we'll have to change the name of Thrive, for example, because there's a company that has a number of uh, trademarks. They're they're two word trademarks, so I didn't think it'd really matter, but. Um, they're pretty annoying about it. So now, you know, what, am, gonna I, what call am I going to name Thrive? Yeah. What Wolverine am I going to name Regenerator? Uh, yeah. Guys in the office, they're so bad at it. And they're like, Ooh, what about plant plus? I'm like, shut up. Terrible <laughs> <laughs> idea.
3: Have you thought <laughs> about surveying your audience and seeing if you do like a competition that, or something out of it? That would be kind no, of naming
0: is tough. Like you, you might coming up trolls. with the ideas, surveying we, with names works great when, uh, I have, all right, here are 10 options or like uh, okay. seven options or whatever. But uh, on a scale of one to five, okay. one being I hate it, five being I love it. That's actually very useful. Mm-hmm. But asking people for ideas usually isn't because terrible. it's hard. I mean, it's hard to come and, up with good and ideas, and you get trolls. You I, I think ideas. it was in
2: the UK where they they actually had a, a ship, and they said we will let the audience, the, we will let uh, the, the community. <laughs> that was in name Scotland. Sh-
4: was it Scotland? Scotland. Yeah, I love. The a, Scotland and it was for the HMS. Uh, <laughs>
2: you know what they named it? Bodie McBo- Bo- MacBodie What? And it was like a very
4: prestigious boat. Yeah, England. I didn't boat know. Boat face. They had
2: to because they they that, had that the, means that like Reddit that, that was about like a fucking yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like it's like
0: when those internet polls just get swarmed by trolls Troll the you know, shit out of them yeah, yeah, I yeah. love I like it that.
2: what's your what's your best like seller uh, product what's your best selling pre workout it's pulse. your pulse yeah yeah by far yeah that's the is that the best. Because in the '90s and when I was deep in supplements in the '90s and the early 2000s, that uh, weight gainers were actually pretty big. Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember. That point.
0: I remember myself. They were really big. I don't I mean, remember which one I'd, I I would use, but it was like a thousand calories per serving. Where
2: yeah, there was Gainers Fuel, which mm-hmm. was Twin Lab Mega Mass 2000, then they went to Mega Mass 4000. And all they did was make more sugar. Mega, mega, it was more scoops. Do you know how big oh. the scoop was for it was it Mega like, Mass? It was 4, like 000? a laundry
0: detergent scoop. It, it was like <laughs> this.
2: It was like <laughs> four shovel, servings, like a little. <laughs>
0: A little trowel.
2: You turn on the you turn on the blender and the blender would break almost because it be like, would
1: <laughs>
2: be like, oh wow, this is this is like plaster of Paris. Choke it concrete. Yeah, but that but that was down that market. I don't think is huge at all anymore. Yeah. Then the pre workout market really took off. I think Gaspari was one of the big ones at first. The Super Pump 250 kind of mm. took that market. I remember that. Problem. And that so that market's still massive. Huge. Still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of it's the top still, ones.
0: I mean, generally, for I'd say for most sports nutrition companies, they're probably making most of their money off of their pre-workouts. Mm. Now- Fat w- fat loss products as well.
2: Now, one thing I like about you is that you do a very good job of not uh, putting bullshit ingredients in your- even though they're popular, because there's a lot of ingredients that are popular yeah. that a lot of people- there's a lot of hype, and if you wanted to, you could sell it and, and make a lot of money. But you tend to never, you never put stuff like that in your products. Yeah. What are some bullshit pre-workout ingredients that are just common that people probably are wasting your time taking? Niacin? Um, you see value. I, in he that.
0: loves I niacin. Mean, he, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm biased. I take a gram of niacin <laughs> a day because I'm weird. But, it, uh, but
2: there's, no, there's no like pre-workout. No, benefit. no, no. no. I mean, you know, you know, actually, you just might, like you might get
0: slightly better pumps. I mean, you're going to look like you have a disease. <laughs> <Yeah>. because, <laughs> but if you don't care about red. that. Yeah. What about arginine? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good example of, uh, citrulline is just better period, yeah. right? Cause it turns into arginine in the body, but, mm-hmm. uh, arginine is just poorly absorbed. So using it, it's just cheap mm-hmm. and a lot of people have heard of it. So, and they think maybe it's good. So if they're looking at a label and that's a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the shenanigans around pre-workouts, I, I guess maybe <laughs> supplementation in general mm-hmm. is it's either ingredients that were once popular, um, uh, that, so, so people recognize them, yeah. Exactly. Oh, then it'll
2: sulfate. Yeah, it's 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 kind of
0: a marketing thing or an advertising mm. thing, right? Like a big one of the big purposes of advertising is just to mm. increase the exposure to something, so people they feel like when they see it again mm-hmm. they're like oh that 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 sounds familiar or when they finally think of i want something what, what are they thinking of first what's most familiar yeah. to them
2: and they also tend to cycle back into the lexicon like remember chromium picolinate you guys yeah. remember that yeah. I yeah, yeah that was like a big like oh it gets your body to respond to insulin better or whatever vanadyl sulfate yeah. that does the same i guarantee there'll be a product coming out at some point that'll both have chromium picolinate uh-huh. and vanadyl sulfate and they'll call it something like a you know, carb reshuttling or some matrix, shit. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. But yeah, other
0: other ingredients. Trying to think, what are? What about I, I be, don't about beetroot?
2: Much. I like beetroot. Uh, it's got the studies that support really. Uh, we, we use
0: betine, which I prefer because that's really. I mean, you just have to make sure it's a standardized. That's really what you want. Okay, you know what I mean from yeah. from the beetroot. So mm-hmm. you can use beetroot powder, but you're going to have to then, um, you the the the, the serving size is going to get. Larger, too, mm-hmm. whereas there, you know, I'd rather just get the exact like what's what's the molecule we're really after. Right. Um, Norvaline is kind of popular, but I don't really see a good use for it. Yeah. What um, about all the
3: uh, the carb blocker supplements that are out right now? Bullshit. Yeah. Total, yeah. Bullshit. total bullshit. Right. Right. It, what, it, you, what is it in there that there carbon
0: the, fat blockers? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I wrote. Yeah.
2: Some of them are I like. There's a podcast there's, on
0: those in particular because right. I get asked about those. and why I don't sell them and yeah, because they don't work.
2: No, they're a complete waste. I mean, there, there there are products you can take that some studies will show maybe it increases insulin sensitivity a little bit. But is that going to make you lose fat? No. And what are the effects? How strong yeah. are they? Not strong. Yeah. And, then, something and then also, increases... how is
0: it going to affect nutrient absorption? It just doesn't, make, just doesn't make
2: sense. No. And then they have binders. So these are supplements that you'll take yeah. that will bind to food, and then you'll pass it, and therefore they'll be like, you get no calories because it makes you poop it out, and it doesn't work either. That's not yeah. that's not kind of how it works. So yeah. that's yeah. What about the 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 heavy heavy stimulants that allow one? Your pre workout is just caffeine. Yeah. I,
0: I've i seen pre-workouts that have like... Every... Everything's a stimulant, stimulant. that you can possibly find. Yeah, you know? what's the... What's I just came across one recently. I forget the name of the company, but it was probably something like
2: rage or something like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, the formulation was so over the top. It was, it was, it was as if someone who doesn't really know what they're doing, just cruised, examined and picked every possible thing that anyone that, that could, you, you could ever possibly want before <laughs> a workout and just put them all in there. Mm. And then, yeah, it was a ton of stimulants. It was, it was, let's see, there was caffeine, there was tea there was, yohimbine, there was synephrine. Um, I'm forgetting one or two others. It was coca leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, but, uh, uh, that's not for me. I don't like the super high stem. Uh, there probably is a a small market for the super tolerant. Yeah, just very high
3: stem. Mm-hmm. But I look, would argue look. that it's a it's a, a growing market because you got to think Maybe. You know, a lot of these people are because we didn't I mean, they weren't this crazy when we were younger and
2: well we had speed stack well it, it, that was some shit. Yeah, but it wasn't popular.
3: And I also had to, I worked my way up to having fucking four of those a day, right? Yeah. So <laughs> <You> worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So I would think there's a well, lot. What's the, what's the speed those, You don't oh, remember It was, was ephedra, caffeine, in it, aspirin. Yeah. But it was in a bottle. It was American bodybuilding, and yeah. it sold in gyms. Okay, and you you could literally I mean it was 25 milligrams of ephedra alkaloids, two 250 milligrams of caffeine. Okay, or 300. 300 milligrams of caffeine, no, it was 25 milligrams. T- was it 250? Yeah, 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 ripped fuel was the lighter one. No, right. then there was extreme. Yeah, extreme that's, had the 300. That's right. So 250, 25 of, of ephedra alkaloids, mm-hmm. and then white willow bark was in there, which mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. like. I used to drive anymore. down to LA. We had a connection, of and, this you, guy and you,
0: of your you're profile. doing
3: four, a day. four yeah. a day. I mean, I worked up to that. So that's my point. My point is that <laughs> there's probably a lot of Pretty kids. sure I got a tumor from it? So. That... I think yeah, no, I got. He Justin. did. I did catch yeah, He did get head. it to
4: her. <laughs> yeah. I totally blame Adam for it. So. No, that's, that, that's that's just another, yeah, another he, some of his best
3: together. years of production though. It's true. Though. I was mowing the company. on top <laughs> <of it>. twice <laughs> no. back to back. So I, I my theory though is that there's a, a lot of kids that are you know 17, 18, 19 getting into the gym and that's now it's just like hey pre-workout everybody takes yeah. a pre-workout yeah. And so if you're starting that early at starting the 250 300 400 milligram pre-workouts and you also love Starbucks coffee, yeah. a lot of this stuff didn't exist when we were kids. I didn't have Star, They weren't Starbucks in every corner. There wasn't pre workouts going on, so I I can imagine there's a going to be a growing market for these fucking 700 milligram caffeine pre workouts with all the stim in it because everyone's going to be so, so adapted. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a
2: good point. Uh, when 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 we were kids, uh, coffee. Old people drank coffee. Nobody yeah. had coffee. Yeah. Now everybody drinks coffee. In fact, I was was that remember that study I pulled up? I think cardiac arrest is spiking among kids. And oh, yeah. probably, I, I predict. I think it's because of the caffeine, because they're going and getting you know these big lattes and stuff. Which
0: energy drinks are more, probably more of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, even, and that too, right? With, yeah. with younger kids. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Red
3: Bulls. The rock. I mean, there's some of the Monster. rock stars now. Yeah, the rock stars are pushing like three hundred monsters. New shit.
4: What
0: is it? Rain.
3: Yeah, Rain, just like bang. That, that's the off brand bang, of bang, bang right? right. Yeah. 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 What do you think of
2: that? Yeah. What do, you, yeah, what do you, you think? Yeah, about that whole. Yeah. What do you think about bang cotton candy? Well, I mean, he's getting
0: he's getting flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Think about that. Cotton. What, what does that mean? Um, I guess cotton candy actually is cotton candy. Just one flavor. I can't even remember the last time I had cotton candy. Or can you get flavors of cotton? Candy? It, there distinctive is
2: distinctive flavor. Though. There's a traditional cotton candy. Okay. Flavor, so does that make sense? Then? Which is pink. Okay. Yeah. See gummy bear does not make sense. Yeah, I no. guess cotton. Candy <laughs> no, it
0: doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I, you know, they're getting sued for their super creatine. That's the one first thing I was like super creatine. Okay. That's was, bang right on yeah. the, There's on like, the, like the, no
4: creatine in there. yeah that's the
0: problem right
3: yeah oh that's why they're getting sued yeah yeah
0: and so it's supposed to have BCAAs. so i guess the 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 pitch right is that it's kind of a a sports nutrition energy drink right because it's Mm. super creatine and bcaa's but i guess they're getting sued because it's not. i guess there's like none of it in yeah Yeah. how bad trace amounts right mike
2: how bad is the supplement i mean we 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 have our ideas but how bad is the supplement space for just putting shenanigans yeah just
0: shenanigans like that it's the worst i actually a part of me is ashamed to, to even be in the industry really
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're the it's, shining light it's, though right? uh, yeah. uh
0: well yeah it's just it's just so bad the industry is so bad and you know I, this is this is uh it's like a, a first world complaint but so um i've achieved some level of success in 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 the space and but i've and I've met a number of people, and I'll, I'll meet people like you guys who I like, and there are definitely good people in, in the industry. But in the supplement industry, in particular, a lot of the people that I've met, or just I, they're people who um, who run these companies that do quite well. I just have no respect for them. I just can't respect them because mm-hmm. of how fraudulent their entire existence is. And so, and it's hard for me to to then be like, well. They're still good people, though. Like, yeah, but are they? So right? this is how I like,
3: felt about yeah. the marijuana space when I was in that. Like that, w- and that's kind of what made me leave. There got it got to a point where I just didn't like uh, my peers. Yeah, I didn't like the people that yeah. I was surrounded with because I get lumped into that. Yeah, you know, totally. I, get, I got lumped into that category, and that's what kind of made me leave. D- because of that, do you ever see yourself potentially growing Legion to a point and selling off and walking away from it? Um, yeah. I mean, I could
0: see that. Um, it would, it would have to be an amount of money, like put a real number to it. It'd have to be probably no less than $30 million. Um, in more likely North of $50 million. So it'd be amount of money where I'm like, cool, I don't have to care about money anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't, it, it, (laughs) I think of George Lucas where do you remember this this comment he made that he uh, he likened selling Star Wars to Disney to selling his kids to white slavers? Oh no! <laughs> oh, did God. he say that? Yeah, he yeah. said he had, to, he had to like apologize after. Wow. He's like, I'm Fucking George Lucas, I don't care. Dude. I oh, say yeah. it, I don't <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? He's gangster uh, now, yeah. uh, and and so I'd want to. Yeah, exactly. I, I would. I wouldn't want that to happen. I you wouldn't want it. Someone to Who just gut? It. Yeah, gut the brand. You sell That'd be F- the first <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you re- for,
1: read for twenty times even? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Would I? But no, where they would come in and and just go, cool. So, uh, step one, let's get that cost of goods. Uh, let's, let's cut that in half. That'd be the first thing to do. I mean, if you're, if you're just like a, a mercenary kind of businessman, you'd look at my cost of goods rides at like 50 to 60% of revenue, which is really stupid from a business perspective, like business savvy people. I've spoken to whatever they, they see that and they're like, you're really bad at this. You know that, right? Um, but what they don't understand is and when I explain, they go, okay, I get it, is you can't have outstanding margins and outstanding products if you're in the supplement space. You can't. You can choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And most people in the supplement industry choose outstanding margins, and that means shit products. I mean, to put real math to it, it means that on average, you can spend maybe 4 or $5 per product And you cannot make a good anything for four to five dollars. Maybe you could like sell some vitamin C pills or vitamin D (laughs) pills or something seriously. But for a pre-workout, I mean, my pre-workout costs me and and we sell a lot, too. So I'm well beyond the point of diminishing returns as far as economy of economy of scale goes. Um, And it costs me about fifteen dollars per bottle landed. Like, ready to sell. Mm. My protein costs me close to $20 a bottle. My greens supplement costs me close to $20 a bottle. It's expensive if you want to make good stuff. So, you could imagine if I were to take pulse and in it, you look at it from a business perspective.
2: Yeah, what are some of the easiest ways that, that people cut costs or make these or, or that? Well, they, pick, they scams. The stuff that matters the most or is the most expensive,
3: they pixie dust or yep. they put them or in Or just a, don't even put it in there at all. Right, right. right. Yeah. Say they do. Yeah. And,
0: right. and, you know, the, and no one checks. Some people do, but, you know, you have a lot of people, you have, when you look at any market, right, you have uh, varying levels of sophistication. And so you always, every market has unsophisticated consumers. And that's not to say stupid. Mm-hmm. It's more along the lines of ignorant where they just don't know. And we've all been there in any, anything that we've gotten into at all that right. were, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. I was a very unsophisticated supplement consumer myself. And so you can cater, or I would say pander to that level of the market. And that's where you have a, the most bullshit is, is selling to those people. And that's also generally the largest segment of, of any market too. So that's where you, you can just blatantly lie to people and have awful formulations that if anybody knew anything and just looked at the, the label, they'd be like, this product is garbage. Mm. Um, but in the, in the beginning, as many people get into, in this case, fitness, uh, they don't, they haven't taken the time to really educate themselves yet. So and what it comes down to is then, so let's say you have somebody who's new and to fitness, they never, they, they have 30 pounds to lose. So let's say that's the number in their mind. And, uh, they want to take a fat burner because they're like, I don't know. People take fat burners, right? These mm-hmm. things don't they help you lose uh, fat faster? And so you have me, and this is going to just coming to a question that we're gonna, we're, we're going to get to, where I'm saying this product will help you burn maybe an extra 150 calories per day. Let me explain why that matters. It's not going to it's not this this will help move the needle but you have to also know what you're doing with your diet and your exercise and if you do everything right and you take this product you can lose maybe an extra half a pound of fat per week and i can sexify that up a little bit and make it a, a little bit better in terms of marketing persuasion but there's that pitch versus uh some dickhead who's like this pill will help you lose 20 pounds in 30 days just yeah. take it every day.
2: Yeah, don't you don't change your diet, don't do anything yeah. else. Yeah. It's magic. So
0: so i understand where people Oftentimes in the beginning, they're like, uh, I'm, you know, what do I have to lose? It's 30 bucks. I'm just going to try the, it sounds too good to be true, but who knows? I don't know anything about this.
2: And well, here's one thing that we've noticed, um, just as, as trainers, the, the sophistication of the fitness audience, um, seems to be getting better. Now, it's nowhere near where it needs to go. I totally agree. But when I first started training people 20 years ago, um, I had uh, a majority of my time, I had to convince women to lift weights. Mm -hmm. I had to be able to talk to them about why lifting weights was a good idea, why they're not not going to wake up tomorrow looking looking like... Yeah, all that stuff. Today, the questions are more complex. They're better. People seem to know more. I see people squatting and deadlifting. Never. People never squatted and deadlift in the gyms.
0: Ever. I rarely did in the beginning for the first seven years. Right, yeah. right, right. I think I squatted on the Smith machine every once in a while. Wow, <laughs> hadn't deadlifted once in like my first seven
3: years. Wow, yeah, I, I yeah, was right. the same way too. Yeah,
2: and yeah. I mean yeah. that was common, right? Well,
3: yeah, back then it was you would. I mean, deadlift yeah. when, you, when you buy a bodybuilding magazine, none of them told no, that. and you would gr- you would lump that into powerlifting. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. want to be a powerlifter. Yeah, 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 I yeah, identified yeah. more with somebody who was a bodybuilder in a yeah. muscle fitness magazine, and so and you just no... did what they did. Yeah.
2: So uh, the sophistication for us in our experience seems to be going up. Are you seeing that as well with the supplement consumer? Are they becoming more sophisticated?
0: I would say yes. I mean, I, my brand kind of pre-selects for more sophisticated people. In That's true. Mo- a little bit of a Many biacer. people, yeah, absolutely. Many people find Legion and just find me via articles, podcasts, right. books. So these are people who are actively educating themselves. And so, um, if looking at it, like the demographics skew, I have uh, more probably 30-year-olds, 30s-year-olds than than teenagers. Mm-hmm. I have um, a lot of college-educated people who who follow me. and uh, But in general, I do think probably thanks to, I think social media has probably contributed to the pro- pro- proliferation of good information, bad information as well, but good mm-hmm. information. So it is easier where people can just fire up Instagram. And if they're right. following good people, they actually can start learning useful things very easily and quickly. And, um, you know, I'd also like to think that what I've done, I've sold a lot of books I've in between, I I had now, now it's just one website, but between my two websites, it's probably over 40 million visits to those websites Mm. all all told since the beginning. And, um, so there are other people like me, like you guys out there, you know, spreading good information. Mm. So I think in general, yeah, it, uh, the, the, you, there are more and more informed people now than... It seems like it, definitely. Yeah, just because it's easier to access when, information.
2: When we first found you, um, this was a long time ago, um, Doug and I, had we had put together Maps Anabolic, and we found you because we were impressed with your your content and your email marketing. It was, mm-hmm. oh, look at this guy. Mm-hmm. And I looked at your information, and I'm like, oh, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about, which is rare. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. I was fully ready to read and be like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. yeah. But you actually had decent information, but you were never a trainer. How did you get it? How did you learn all this? Did you just dive in deep and try and look at the evidence? Like what brought you to learning about, you know, how to exercise properly? What are the most important exercises? Like all this, all the solid basics that you you communicate so well. Uh, I mean, it was just a, a self
0: education project, really. I mean, I started lifting as a teenager, and because um, I grew up playing hockey, and then I, when I stopped playing hockey, I wanted to do something to to remain active. And I was also 17, and I was like, eh, girls like muscles. I'll just get some muscles, I yeah. guess. Because hockey, you didn't, that's not a, you, I wasn't lifting in hockey. Yeah. You just play a lot
4: of hockey. Yeah. Um, even though you
2: were a virgin until you were married. Uh, uh,
4: I wish. That, that, oh, okay. that make me even weirder. Uh, okay. But, uh, I, I totally guessed right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good guess, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've only had sex with one person. Oh, okay. So, but I wasn't okay. So there you go. Uh, I mean, That's we what didn't I wait mean, until um, marriage. So yeah. yeah, it's still it's still <laughs> it's still strange.
3: Yeah, practicalities. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, no, so so got into got into lifting for that reason, and and just did what most guys, most people did. at That you know, just buy some magazines and gather a couple friends and just start messing around, and did that for a while, and and came to then just like it as an activity and as a you know just something that became a, a normal just thing that I did. And eventually, though, I was like, okay, I'm if I'm going to put the amount of time that I'm putting into it, I might as well actually educate myself. And I know I could be getting more out of this time and out of this effort. And then that's when I um, was decided to actually apply myself, I guess, to it. Where
2: did you get your information? And what, In the, what year was this?
0: Um, what year was this? So this was probably seven or eight years ago. Okay. And uh, on the training side of things, well, let's see. So on the diet side of things, the first just bit of random luck it was good information that that pointed me in the right direction was i met this bodybuilder powerlifting guy who uh at the time i i wasn't savvy about steroid use and how to spot it and he he claimed is not he's natural now i mean look back that's a joke but but uh you know he was he was the first guy to turn me on to energy balance and macronutrient balance and so he was he was prepping for a bodybuilding show at the time super shredded at this point he's probably a couple weeks out right it looked ridiculous and, and I was just like, how, you know, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, how much do you weigh? What do you want to do? Okay. Eat uh, whatever it was, 2,300 calories a day, eat this much protein, as so many carbs, this much fat. And, um, that's it. That's all you need to do if you want to get lean. Cause at that time I was maybe 15% body fat or something. I had never really been lower, never really cared about my body fat, but I was at that point, I was looking at him. I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so of course, initially I was like, what do you mean? I, what carbs, for example, do? What about sugar? What about uh complex carbs versus simple carbs? What about when I'm eating carbs? Should I not be eating carbs? Just all the stupid, all the stupid things I had heard over the years. He's like, I don't care about any of that. I don't care. He's like, just, just, just follow those numbers. And I was like, okay, and did it. And then that's when I got pretty lean for the first time. And. um, so I thought that was like that was you know a revelation. anybody everyone, you remember that first? We were like everyone needs to know this. It's actually this simple, yeah. and so that then turned me on to uh, wanting to learn a bit more of why did this work, right? So then learning about energy balance, which for that it was it was just a matter of going to the scientific literature. You don't there's you, at this point now. There are really just great research reviews. You don't even have to go too deep Mm. into the rabbit hole because Mm -hmm. people have already done the work for you, basically, between meta-analyses and research reviews that are out there, and and particularly now, like Eric Helms, um, and I I don't think he did it alone. I think there were, Alan Aragon might have been it. There were a few people. You can find a great review of uh, Bodybuilding Nutrition, which Mm -hmm. gives you all the basics that you need. There are the practical fundamentals. And so that was pretty easy. Nutrition is not very complicated, and you go beyond that, and then you learn a bit about of why does why do food choices matter? Because they do matter. They do matter for the quality of your diet and for your health.
2: The complexities in the in the psychology mm. behind the nutrition, the, the 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 nuts and bolts is basic. Yeah, you know, calories. Is but that was the first
0: thing. That's the first thing that I think anybody needs to learn is
2: right. just yes. the nuts and oh, bolts. Yes, 100%. Right. Yeah. So, but they, it gets totally clouded with a bunch of. Crazy what about on the training side? Yeah, that was your yeah. first
4: aha moment,
3: right? right. As, yep. a, as a kid getting into fitness. Yep. What would you remember? This is a cool. This is actually a fun discussion to have because I love sharing this on the show because there's I can recall multiple like aha or yeah, duh yeah, yeah. moments. Like yeah. why was I not doing this before? Yeah. So that was the first one nutritionally. Do you yep. remember like what the next like aha for you was? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So the same guy um, on the training side of things. So I saw with his diet advice, and so I was asking him what what would you recommend that I do in the gym. And so he turned me on to something called Max OT. And I don't know if you ever came across. Wow. It sounds
2: familiar. Why do I, it's why do I know school, that? old school.
0: I forget the, the name of, uh, the guy who it was, it was like a PDF booklet. Okay. Thing, basically or like a PDF ebook that I printed out. And, um, that what I what what worked about it is it emphasized heavier weightlifting, whereas in the past, you know, I would do a lot of a lot of work in the range of maybe fifty to sixty percent of one rep max, mm. and more more emphasizing the pump, yeah, the pump, and just doing a bunch of reps, and no real systematic way of progressing, um, and and no no very heavy weightlifting, like nothing in the range of 80 to 90, or let's say 85 to maybe 95% of one rep max. And so max OT was just emphasizing about 80 to 85% of one rep max. Compound exercises, that was the first Mm -hmm. where... Just explaining the importance of increasing whole body strength mm-hmm. and using squat, deadlift, using pressing to do that. It's sure you can do accessories, you can do isolation work, but if that's all you're doing, you're just not going to get very yeah, You're far. missing out. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: Do you remember like uh, when you started doing it? Like yeah. the response that your body. Absolutely, I was, I was, I was amazed.
0: I mean, I actually got strong for the first time, really. And I, I mean, I, I have pictures I've shown many times um, on on my website mostly, but I've posted on Instagram as well, that just kind of showed the before and after of, okay, here was me after seven years. I had gained maybe 30 pounds of muscle in seven years, and that's maybe being generous. It might've been closer to 25. It's kind of hard to tell exactly because of body fat levels and so forth. And then here's me a few years later of after I learned how to diet and after I learned how to train. And Max OT was the beginning. From there, I moved mm. on to Ripito's stuff. I found starting strength. I was going to ask program. you
4: about how you got connected to him. Was yeah, that yeah, yeah. early on you read his book and then yeah. you had him on the podcast? For yeah, I've had,
0: yeah, I've had him on a number of times. Funny dude. I love talking <laughs> to him. <laughs> yeah. He's a character. Uh, yeah. he, he gives no fucks. <laughs> um, and... And so, so as, yeah, I actually was, you know, that was the first time I really, that was the first time I'd ever deadlifted. I remember when I, when I, so, <laughs> so when I started to squat um, again, cause previously I wasn't really squatting and then I was squatting a little bit. And then I started, as I, as I came came across repertoire stuff and started to learn better form. So I got up to on, on a free barbell squat, four plates, but for like quarter reps, right? And mm-hmm. I didn't know, I just didn't know at the time that yeah. that, that was, that was stupid. And, um, and so then I'm learning a proper squat and I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess that that makes sense. More range of motion makes it harder. Did you not go lighter? Uh, no. So, (laughs) So, so I'm like, man, whatever. We'll see what happens. Right. And, uh, I'm lucky I didn't get hurt. I, so I get down to the bottom and I'm like, this is not.
3: This is <laughs> not coming up. This is not it's coming not the up.
0: Same. And so I bailed it over. Oh, I didn't, I didn't yeah. even bail it back because oh, I never had. I never. Holy did, shit. I, I didn't. I, I did never really squat it. I'd squat on a Smith machine before, right? <laughs> wow. So I bail it uh, like oh, I, I have to. Yeah, I'm lucky. Full in half, i like are yeah, still here. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was like, well, that, that was dumb. Uh, and so, so it went from 405 for garbage reps to 185. That's what I had to drop down yes. for like sets of eight proper. And I had to work my way up. To, I bet your legs blew up though. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Over the over the next couple of years. I, I never got super strong on my squat. I got up to 365 for sets of like two or three. That's pretty good. But I didn't program specifically. I didn't. I wasn't following a strength training pro. I wasn't squatting three. times It was still a hypertrophy week. based type stuff. Yeah, just yeah. because uh, I wanted. I actually don't. I mean, I understand as far as like bodybuilding proportions go, the legs. If I were if I were to want to get into bodybuilding, my legs would have to get bigger, mm-hmm. just just proportionally. But I personally don't quite like the look yeah. uh like aesthetically not to
3: mention it's a pain in the ass when your legs are chafing all the time exactly I mean, you can't and fit in jeans, jeans already yeah, you know or- if
0: they're if once uh they have to be like broken in and until they it was when i put them on they look like leggings yeah. you know what i mean sometimes <laughs> some jeans i actually like I can't no i'm not doing that yeah. uh and so so anyways that was a big so the importance of compound exercises the importance of the importance of lifting heavy weights and then the importance of as i continue to educate myself progressive overloading and, and, and how important that is and and then, how to achieve that, right? So, um, the, the best way, of course, is getting stronger. You got to make sure you're adding weight to the bar over time. And then, secondary to that, is making sure that you are increasing your volume. volume. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: you can really appreciate the journey that people go on to try to figure out the right things to do because you had to do that. And it took, and you're a smart dude, it still took you a while. Apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, it <laughs> took all of us. Right? Yeah. I, I yeah. went down the almost, the almost
3: the same order. And, and we worked just, in fitness. You yeah. listed right now. Yeah. I remember, I'll never forget, like, putting together the deadlifting. So I always had weak-ass hamstrings, uh, and probably because there's just not a lot of hamstring movements, especially if you're not deadlifting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, even if like, you're squatting, squatting is more quads right, than hamstrings. Right, So, And I remember getting into deadlifting, and I remember, like, for, I'm, like, 10 years in, and I, I've i done the lying leg curl machine probably a thousand fucking times yeah, by this time. Yeah. So I kind of know like where my range is. And I don't think I could get over like 70 to 90 pounds or something on that machine. And then I remember being introduced to deadlifts and then being consistent for like a year, just mm-hmm. deadlifting on, on every, a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And I had just totally stopped doing all the machine work. And I was heavy into barbell lifting at that time. And then I came back one day and it was after probably a year and I did the lying leg curls and I hadn't done them in a year. So in my head, I'm going, oh, I haven't done this in a long time. I'm probably going to have to start really light holy shit like my weight had doubled wow. and never was i wasn't even touching that machine mm-hmm. just from the dead and that was like a. am like i spent fucking 10 years trying to increase yeah. the weight on this thing yeah and just by deadlifting, i doubled my weight that was like a, yeah. a- aha moment yeah. no, for did from- you have
0: a similar jump in your back and just your pulling strength in oh general? dude yeah. my
3: so same thing with seated row yeah. so i was you know that was when i first started lifting Seated row was the staple first exercise I did. Pull down, seated row. Yes. Yep. Go over the seated row, strap up, you know, and try and get to where I could get almost the full stack, you know. And I worked 10 years of lifting to get to that point where I could almost do the full stack. Yeah. And that was a big fucking deal. Man, after I deadlift, that shit moved so easy. It blew my fucking Same. I had the same experience. I got
2: that from, I learned that uh, it was, I think it was the summer after my freshman year in high school. And and there were power lifters that, were working out, and I was just in awe of these guys. And at this point, I'd still I'd been lifting weights for a little while. I started at, at, as a 14 year old kid, and um, anyway, they taught me how to squat and deadlift, mm. and they told me this is what's going to make you big. Mm. And because they were, you know, when you're a kid, if a big guy tells you this yeah. is what's going to work, you're like, <laughs> he could have told me to eat horse shit, and I would have done it right. So I'm like, done. I'm going to start. Did, f- didn't you? F- no. Yeah. no okay. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to I'm going I'm to start <laughs> squatting like, and deadlifting, and um, I gained something like 12 pounds that summer. So that summer from freshman to junior – and I remember I went to school and everybody was like, what the fuck happened to you, dude? Like your legs are – you have a butt now. And it was all because I did those two exercises. Yeah. Before that, I would do leg press and hack squat and yep. all the other leg extensions and just nothing. So that's cool. Any other groundbreaking moments for you or As or was that where you're uh,
0: – I would say – so we've, we've talked about uh, nutrition, training. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, supplementation, mm-hmm. learning that I don't need to be spending three or $400 a month on supplements <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that most of them are, are absolutely useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in some cases you don't actually know what you're getting. Yeah. Like I remember-
2: I love a guy who owns a supplement company just said that, by the way. <laughs> that's that's on the homepage of the, that's like the homepage yeah. pitch. But is, I love that. I really do. I really appreciate that because, uh, um, and that's cool. That's cool. The, the, the current space that shows that honesty you can also be successful and not have to bullshit. People.
3: Well, there's still there's still a place for it, right? There's still yeah. a place. I mean, when I was competing, I'm, I'm supplementing and doing things like that because the way I looked at it is I'm I'm addressing all my big rocks. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the other things. It's like yeah. I want that one ed- percent yeah. edge because right. I'm at that level. That makes sense to me. The, the mistake I was making as a young kid. Was I'm fucking eating three four hundred dollars worth of supplements exactly. every day and but doing I, everything else yeah, wrong? But I'm not fucking squatting. I'm yeah. not fucking eating right. Your I'm diet's like, terrible. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like that. That's where that's where it makes no sense yeah, whatsoever. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, so I appreciate that you said it. What about sleep? When, did you have you figured out about sleep and how important that was? It took me forever. By that took me like till like four years ago. Yeah, I didn't uh, really.
0: Uh, see, I always, always, I never had sleep issues until a couple of years ago is when it started. And now it's on and off. Like sometimes I'll be totally fine. Sometimes it's wakings. So that's the thing for me. Uh, I, I don't have any trouble falling asleep, but I'll wake up uh, several times. That's mm. like a bad night for me basically. And it's not terrible because, uh, I, I still get a decent amount of, I get enough deep sleep to like, I can function and whatever, but I'll notice a bit of a difference. Mm. If I, if I wake up once versus four times, it does make a difference. And so I didn't really appreciate that until it started. Cause, uh, and until you lose it, you know, exactly. Yeah. And I used to, I, so previously, uh, I don't know, maybe let's say five years ago or whatever, I used to, uh, work until right up until I'd go to bed, right? So I'd be like on the computer. I had flux and so I wasn't getting blasted with blue light, but still I'd be on the computer meant working, doing usually writing, so something that requires it's not it's not just like mindless answering emails. And so I'd be I'd be doing that until like eleven thirty and then get ready for bed, go to bed at 1145, fall asleep in like five minutes, blackout unconscious for, for, you know, six and a half hours, wake up naturally. And that was it every day for five or six years. And I was training hard. Um, I was in, there was, there were a few where I was like cutting to get ready for photo shoots. And so I had to get really lean, never impacted my sleep. And so that was just life. I didn't, and then once I started to, once that was no longer the case, I guess it kind of also started after kids. Uh, now I I I miss it. I, I miss my my previous superpower. But but now all that really matters for me now, uh, what that means for me is I've just prioritized sleep more because like yeah, I was able to do that previously. I was able to go to bed at eleven forty-five and have an alarm at six thirty that I'd usually wake up before just naturally. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that now. All right, fine. So I just make sure I'm in bed for eight hours. So I go to bed at ten and my alarm's at six. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wake up a little bit earlier. Um, because if I, if I sleep better, I might wake up at five thirty, and that's it. Okay, fine. Uh, but I don't sleep through the night ever now. Nah, I wake up at least once. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I've just, I'm I, similar. But. I do understand the physiological and, mm-hmm. and now I've, I have educated myself a bit about sleep because I was trying all the obvious. See, I wasn't making any fundamental mistakes. So I was like, okay, what kind of random supplements can I try? What kind of mm-hmm. random uh, name, a random sleep uh, technique and I've tried it. Yeah. And, um, so I, in the course of educating myself also came to appreciate, yeah, just how important sleep is. And I've, and since having sleep issues on and off, I've mentioned that more as a fundamental, of just looking at the bigger picture, you have your nutrition, you have your training, you have your sleep hygiene, like pay attention. I would have,
3: I would have never thought I would have caught myself wearing dorky ass blue blocker glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I never would have thought I would. I mean, I used to make fun of that shit forever and, yeah. But I also think too, we, we saw something happen, or at least in our generation, like we were here before fucking iPhones and iPads and all those things existed. And I have really bad behaviors of, you know, sun goes down and I'm still Mm. staring at this little tiny screen, answering emails Mm -hmm. and on social and stuff like that. And it took me a while to make that connection that I probably was stimulating myself so much that I was having a hard time getting really Mm. deep sleep and just that, that one behavior alone of, okay. I can still, I'm still going to do all those things, but at least now I'm going to discipline myself to throw these fuckers on. And if I go about my work and I notice a and big... is that yeah. better? Cause you can, you can, I mean, I have an Android phone, if what do they call it?
2: Like it is night better. Night shift or it something. It is. So okay. I have
3: both. Like I do, I night shift on it still and that, that's better than nothing, right? Mm, yeah. um, and if you
2: want to go hardcore, then you want to get glasses that, that also that also do. block yeah. green light because green light will also affect, not nearly as strongly as blue light, mm. All light, actually, will affect yeah, yeah, yeah. your... So Ideally, you would you would just... Well, so here's the game. For me, This are the two things. If I do these Candle. two things... Candle light once I, the no sun joke. Goes down. No joke. If I get sunlight during the day, because that sets your circadian yeah. rhythm, so get sunlight. I do that, so, too. Yeah, because you tend to lock yourself in your basement and work all day long. Yeah. So if you go outside, Cave, get sun... The yeah, word mines. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if you go outside, get sunlight, and then uh, when the sun goes down, and I've done this a couple times, turn off all the lights, we'll go by candlelight, or yeah. we'll use these... Rock lamps that kind of make this light glow like a fire or whatever, I'll sleep good every single time. Those yeah. two things alone make the biggest difference. Yeah. 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 I, go,
0: I get sun every day. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. Yeah. What do you guys I, think? I go, so, so my guy, we, it's me and a couple guys. So we go downstairs into the parking lot next to our office and just take our shirts off and just stand in the sun and, and hang out. Do so, you really? Yeah. Now people, a couple of weirdos. And they're absolutely, <laughs> totally So there are, there are office buildings all around it too. Oh, there's those all, guys again. <laughs> absolutely. It's I've exactly. even had people come down like, so are you guys like a workout group or something? And I'm just like, no, nah, we just we just go in the sun. They're like,
2: it's like a couple a couple of plants no, that turned into humans. I've been trying to I've been trying to get these get guys photo, to get my photosynthesis
3: yeah. in. You know, put a park bench right out here so we could start having our meetings outside because this yeah. thing is a fucking yeah. When we're stuck again. in here all day, I mean, just going outside. I feel is it idea. too. I can feel the difference now. I did yeah. not uh, when I was younger. Never. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention to it or whatever, but. You know, if we'll sit in here for a couple hours sometimes and I, it'll be like 11 or noon, I'm getting groggy Mm. and I I can feel it as soon as we go outside sunny Mm. and like 10 minutes being the sun, I just feel like my energy levels Mm -hmm. come up Mm -hmm. right away. Totally.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, we have a, a live audience with us today. Who asked us some questions? These are the 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 VIP. Where's our plaza sign? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> just,
0: add just add the soundtrack. We're, we're
2: doing a, We had a dinner with them last night, and then tonight we're doing our our, our live event uh, where we're answering questions. And Mike is going to be uh, one of our awesome guests. So this is going to be kind of cool. But they asked us some Stage questions. Monkey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I want
3: to start in the area of the, the upcoming opportunities in the health. And, you want to start with and, the first one? Yeah, I just think that that's a fun discussion. We on the podcast, uh, Mike, we we speculate all the time of like you know trends or what yeah. we think is going to happen. And so, regardless if you agree with the trend or you would potentially do it, I think it's a fun conversation yeah. to talk about what we think might be cool opportunities yeah. financially in the space. Yeah.
2: So the question is uh, upcoming opportunities in health and fitness space. So, Mike, you have, do you have any ideas of what you think are like upcoming? Kind of emerging opportunities
0: this is this is this is bad, but I, I actually don't I don't pay attention too much to trends just because I dislike so many of them and I pass up so many of them particularly in the supplement space mm-hmm. um, and my focus in, in, in most of my time is is on on just creating good content and mm-hmm. that's something that I mean I would say Um, I think that the health and fitness wave has not even begun to crest. I think we're going to see it getting more and more popular in general. And um, that more and more people, it's nice to see that barbell training is getting more and more popular. And we can probably thank CrossFit a lot for that, actually. Mm -hmm. They're probably one of the first big uh, commercialized activities that that, that really emphasize barbell training. And um, there certainly are positive trends on the nutrition side as well where even if it's just people becoming more cognizant of what they're eating and caring a little bit more but uh, the the trends that that I see in the supplement space is um, you know CBD or MCT bubblegum or bubblegum yeah, BCAs yeah, yeah BCAs are just a staple um, and that just keeps collagen protein yeah. and so things that I'm just like this is all just such nonsense and um so I can speak personally. So an opportunity that just for, for, for that I'm pursuing myself is next year, I'm going to launch another line of supplements. It's going to be a separate brand. It's going to be like Legion, the same unique selling proposition as Legion. It's just going to be like half the price because I know from, from just post-purchase surveys and having interacted with a lot of people that the number one objection people have to Legion is price. And I understand it's not cheap. Uh, it's not absurdly expensive, but it's definitely premium. And it's because it costs me a lot of money to make this mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and so there's a large segment of the market that Legion will never be able to serve. And those are just the more price sensitive.
2: So how do you make them less expensive? Is just staple, like staple basic ingredient? To yeah.
0: So, so the products aren't going to be as good as Legion's, but one, they're still going to be good products that are worth using. They're not going to be so low in ingredients or dosages that you'd be better off just not even using them at all. And they're going to be much better than any other products at that price point. So we'll have a pre-workout, for example, that will be 20 or $25. Is it going to be as good as Pulse? No, but it's still going to be good. It's mm-hmm. going to have clinically effective doses. They're just going to be the lower end of the range, whereas Pulse is the higher or highest end of, of the range. And that's generally how we've approached Legion formulations is if we're going to include a ingredient an ingredient we often are going for the mid to high range mm-hmm. of the clinically effective dose except in some cases where we actually feel like it doesn't quite make sense because you're not going to like there are some ingredients that are expensive that you're not going to get much more out of whether you go from the low to the upper end of the clinically effective dose but you are just going to make mm-hmm. your product more expensive so that's an opportunity that I see so we're going to you know I'm going to I'm going to um I'm gonna do that, and so to be like Legion is Lexus, and this is gonna to be Toyota kind of kind of approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, working out at home seems to be a big thing, right? With uh, Peloton, I think we're gonna see more and more just. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creative ways for for people to work out at home. I could see. Have you seen? I'm sure you tonal guys, and all. those- yeah, things, yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be the one. I'm interested. I'm
3: interested in it. I'm cu- I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see if it
0: if it takes off. I could imagine though. You're in front of a thing, and you have you can interface with a trainer even right there. They're going to you know, keep one-on-one. trying to
4: nail it for sure. And yeah. I think that's too why we partnered up with like a company like PRX. I love the their approach in terms of trying to make. Uh, you know, like real solid equipment fit within, you know, a small space Mm. and feel like it's not... It has to look nice. Intrusive, right? Yeah, it's it's nice. These things are expensive. So you're going to have... If someone...
0: I I mean, Peloton, I think they're... Like $1,500. Their bike is like two grand. Yeah, two grand. And then their treadmill, I think, is more. So you could imagine. Let's say there's something uh, might might be tonal. Is this the, that's where it's like yes. resistance, yes. right? Yeah. So, um, do you know how expensive it is?
3: Yeah, it's up there too. Yeah, they're up so, there with like yeah. fifteen hundred, two thousand. But, I, but it's, kinda... it's
2: more considered. Um, it's it's more like tech than it is fitness equipment. So I think yeah. what they're trying to do is because people don't mind spending thousands of dollars on awesome. New tech, but um, these are going to be more affluent
0: people probably who are going to be putting it into nicer houses. So That's to look nice, you know. You sure, it's not just function. It's well, awesome. I, I
3: have two. I have two things that I'm like really intrigued by, and I think are smart for somebody who's getting in the space or looking at. And one of those is uh, obviously, and we've talked about the irony is it's uh, the group training or the small group, yep. uh, small square footage, three like thousand camp style, yes, like that. And I think there's room actually to do it better. Like right now, it's all the trendy shit, like the Soul Cycles, the Orange Theories. Um, I did a uh, I did a talk with Red Dot a couple or this almost a year ago now, and met with the owner over there, and we we discussed like, and he was like, Adam, what do you think about like the Orange Theories and the Crossfits? Like, you know, how do I compete with them, or what would what would your suggestion? I said, you know, instead of trying to compete with those those already mega brands that are already driving tons of traffic, why don't you look at the opportunities of the things that they're not addressing mm-hmm. and complement them. Mm-hmm. And I said, an, an example for me is like uh, the, these, both uh, Orange Theory, uh, CrossFit a little bit better because that's how uh, Kelly Starrett has made his uh, living is off of this, is uh, addressed the, all these classes like mobility and mm-hmm. corrective type work. Mm-hmm. And I think creating a, a small class like setting like that that's designed to complement somebody who loves these high intensity type circuit based classes is a really good idea, almost like a, like a, do you R- think that, that might be a hard sell though? Because what's the what's well? Here's, what's well, the, benefit? the what's
0: the what's the magic bullet of it? You there's know, re- are go- a lot of recovery labs that are popping up too
3: because of you know. But that is quick
0: fix. So well, like, here's here, the thing:
3: jump in this cryo thing. That's not really going to do Well, anything, here's he, do it. here, here's it's not going to be popular for somebody who's 25. Mm. Yeah. You're looking at the baby boomers and the people that are dealing with joint pain, and they they've taken it. So one of the number one things I saw Which is a big market. We well, is exactly, a huge market? What uh, number one things I saw at Orange Theory when I was there is they they still. Track the 45 plus year olds that come in there and do it and they do it every day for you know a few months and then what ends up happening they burn Knee, themselves yeah out, burn right? themselves out mm. knees ache, shoulder hurting all this stuff because they're not addressing all these issues that they have and if there was a place that they could go to it's same type of core setting and what confirms this for me so this weekend so today or tomorrow uh frc comes in here so uh they've got uh, 87 or 90 uh, students in this place—they have—they have sold out
4: all of 2020. What's FRC? Uh, so it's function. functional range conditioning. It's um yeah, it's it's mo- basically mobility moves, but they add like isometric tension and things uh. to kind of basically alleviate pain, get the joints to function properly. Again.
3: Okay. So yeah. I've dabbled in this myself. So I used to run boot camps years ago, um, and you know, one of the things—and I remember this—I I built it up. It was a very successful business. I had trainers underneath me, and it was kind of run all over San Jose. Uh, you know, probably the guilt got to me after a while of realizing like, I'm really not helping very many people, you know, like maybe why they're going through my boot camp thing for four months, they lose their weight. Then they go back and they do all their same behaviors and shit. And so all I'm really doing is making them sweat for an hour. Right. And most of them are 40 plus years old and I'm watching them as they're moving in my class. And I'm going like, if I had you one-on-one and we were talking, like I wouldn't have you be doing ropes and fucking ladder drills. Like I'd be doing corrective work with you and teaching good mechanics and so uh, I actually do this now, and it's uh, I hold on Saturdays. Uh, it's a free thing that I do just for these people that I have you know, ran in boot camps years ago, and I run them through this FRC type of format. It's my own. Like I've taken movements that they teach in there that I have found make the, the greatest change or help the, that, that population, hip stuff, mm-hmm. shoulder stuff, neck stuff, ankle mobility stuff, and because it's uh, it, there's movement involved it's not just stretching like yoga it's a little bit of intense so they get a little bit of sweat actually from it uh, but most importantly they they can they feel like they just went through like a, a chiropractor appointment after spinning an hour with and they get up and they're like, oh my God, I feel better than I've felt all week long because we've we've reconnected to a lot of these dormant muscles that yeah. they haven't been a- a- addressing or touching. And they feel amazing. So, And nobody's really doing a good job of this right now. Now, I know there's certifications that are teaching trainers to learn how to take these tools and then apply it to their clients. But I think there's an opportunity for a a small square footage place, Mm -hmm. 3,000 square foot, very similar model as the Orange Theory, the Soul Cycles, only to address people like this.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback off that because I agree with with what Adam's saying, and, and I, I want to go into that. But before I do, I'm going to touch on one that I think is obvious. We're in the middle of a big vegan push, and the, the, the final macronutrient that has not been demonized, that will be demonized, is protein. And so I think we're going to see a lot of anti-protein information start to come out and supplements that are uh, around that anti-protein push. And the, some of the science they're going to use, It'll be, be, it'll be like, amino
0: acids up, and they'll say, "Oh, you don't need to eat protein; just take just, these."
2: Pills. Right, because protein elevates mTOR, yeah, mTOR, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, and the, basically. yeah, yeah. The presence of you know cancer can promote; blah, it's inflammatory. Too much protein can cause you know all you know tumor growth and all that stuff, which science will show that's true. But context matters hundred percent with yeah. that kind of stuff. So I think you're going to see more vegan shit just coming out there. Hmm. I don't agree with it. But it is an opportunity, and you can already see what's happening right now. Which is light and flaky. Impossible Burger and Impossible Meats are selling out all the time, and it's because they've made hyper-palatable, delicious-tasting, ultra-processed food— well, from what tried, I've read, I, I have not tried. tried it. I refuse.
0: But it's, I just look at the ingredients list I'm like, that's not food.
2: So much worse yeah, it's than meat. Yeah. Food. What is this? Like a yeah. thousand things but, it's Frankenstein. But that's an opportunity. Now to piggyback off of what Adam was saying, I think the next big opportunity for fitness is going to revolve around Making your body feel better through correctional type movements and mindfulness. I think mindfulness is going to start making a massive push.
0: And what do you mean by that exactly?
2: Uh, Anything mindfulness. So it doesn't matter. It could be meditation. It could be spiritual stuff. It could be classes. But it's going to revolve all around that sphere of... Some more holistic. Yeah. Unplugging your phone, turning things off, being quiet... Focusing on the present Then maybe know?
0: doing Some exercise
2: related stuff well, yeah. Yeah. Or, or with I, exercise I, f- I feel something. like I feel yeah. like
3: What I'm yeah. saying You could combine that yeah, That's and, what I'm saying That's yeah. why I'm piggybacking it's on just, it I, yep. I and, think it would be incredible
0: And the
2: reason why I think that's going to be so Turning sp- that
0: all into Like a proprietary Kind of branded method Yes If somebody well, could do so that So I don't yes. know
2: How people are, are going to do it Because there's a right way To do this shit And there's a wrong way to do it I'm just saying From a marketing perspective Right If you can yes. call that 100% marketing In a perfect world
3: You would do some. I mean we well, we have the We've laid the foundation for for this. Like, so MAPS Prime Pro, uh, the entire program is we've addressed every major joint in the body. And with that comes a little test assessment, like, is your joint moving optimally? If it's not, here's some movements to help that. And I think that that's what the class would kind of look like. It would be a, that's what I teach right now. It's, Mm -hmm. I take them through all the major joints that I know are the most, uh, most challenging for people that advanced age and I take them through a couple exercise per joint, and that's all it is, is I just yeah. kind of wake up that area, and yeah. then they go, oh, it's, my God, they feel amazing.
2: It's going to blow up because people are more aware of ever of the, the effects of uh, being distracted, of the effects of not you know, focusing on certain things. This new technology comes along with a lot of fears, so whether yeah. or not this technology is good or bad – the fact is, it's new, and anytime something new comes onto the scene, it's easy to scare the shit out of people yeah, about. It. Yeah, this is what they're going to do. People don't like change. No, and general. so that's what's going to happen. There'll be
4: retreats and everything yes. know, revolving around that, yep. where they're going to organize events where nobody has phones. Oh my god, yep. like, can you imagine? Digital digital wellness is going to be the next. Cal, that's big the, thing. Cal Newport's most recent book, uh, mm-hmm.
0: Digital Minimalism. Yeah. I haven't read it, but I, yeah. I like. I mean, I like Ryan. Holl- Ryan Holiday just a, his new
2: one is stillness. Yeah, yes, read it. So, I mean, everybody's on that, right? Yeah, and so I. I could foresee in fitness facilities opening that are workout, uh, you know, correctional exercise centric, but still kind of workouts, but their marketing is going to be based off of mindfulness and correctional exercise. And then they're going to use that as a way, they're going to sell it as the best way to burn body fat build muscle and the studies are going to use are going to be the ones that show that people who meditate they tend to eat better and people at relaxation your hormones are better and a lot of stuff if if you fund it they'll find it yeah and
3: no science works i see good opportunity no, there that's me being cynical I, I also think if you're a serial entrepreneur right now that just acquiring real estate in all the social media platforms I mean, and everything from- Oh, I uh, see what you're saying. Yeah, YouTube to Instagram to Facebook to Twitter to Spotify to all these incredible platforms- off, offer an opportunity for you to provide some sort of value or content on them. That's what something I was going to mention, and 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 start, that's just amazing. Like yeah. that didn't that is so rad that we have this yeah. that that didn't exist when I completely was
0: completely decentralized. Yeah. I mean, there, no, there are no more gatekeepers. In yeah. the sense. And now it's, it's 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 up to the market to decide. And you have your own litmus what's test. Good and yeah, yeah, you have your own litmus
3: not. test right there, where it's like, well, I'm not putting out anything that good because there's five people following me and nobody yeah. else wants to pay attention. So change yeah. the game up. So I, I'm just going to keep putting out stuff until. I find the things that are really helping mm-hmm. people. Yep. That's such a, a a powerful tool. And, I, I, and if you- What are, what are some tips? Might, this would
0: be something I get asked uh, fairly often, and you guys probably have some good thoughts on it as well. So I'm um, sure there are people out there who know that and who, who know the power of content marketing, but are like, how? How do I do it? There's so much content out there. There are so mm-hmm. many blogs. There are so many podcasts, so many YouTube channels. How do I stand out? How do I-
2: Uh, One of the easiest ways to stand out that I found is to sound uh, counter to the common uh, knowledge, Uh, but obviously you have to have good information to do so. So if let's say you have to acquire the knowledge first, right? Yeah, I mean mean, you got to be good. People are just skipping past that
4: step. Yeah, I I agree. agree That's that's a
2: good point. You got to be good. But let's say there's a big push for uh, okay, like the vegan push, huge vegan push. So you, you may actually get some traction by publishing an article that talks about the dangers of eating plants
0: or, like or, that. or, uh, the positives of the carnivore diet is stupid,
2: it, but. Yeah, it, but, but being accurate, obviously giving good information, but sounding counter, right? Yeah. Like if there was a, Contrar- yeah,
0: contrarian thinking always gets to- yeah.
2: totally and it gets it shared works. like crazy because yeah. people like that stuff. And I love doing it because 90% of the information that's out in fitness is bullshit anyway, so it's easy to be counter yeah, yeah, yeah. to have the stuff that's yeah. out there. So it's like, BCAAs. I,
1: I think that I think <laughs> that Fuck we BCAAs. the fact that we get
3: <laughs> the fact that we get real time feedback, likes and comments and shares, and you can see all these things. I actually think it's it's actually relatively easy. What's challenging is people to be. We're in this era now because it's so easy and so fast. Everybody expects results
2: so quick. Mm-hmm.
3: This is why I, I tell kids this all the time that are starting a YouTube channel up. And they're like, I'm only I only have 50 people following me. I've been doing and, it
2: for two months. Yeah. Or they're
3: like six months in and they're only adding like two people a day. And I'm like, could you imagine if you opened a brick and mortar business and two new customers yeah. walked in every day? That would be a fucking huge win. It'd be huge. But everybody expects to go to like super famous or super rich overnight. And it just and I remember the first time I sat down with Taylor, who was somebody who who works for us and it first turned me on to using my Instagram to try and attract a community and build a business. And he said, Adam, you're going to do this for a minimum of a year or two before you really feel like you get any traction. And I'm like, all right, cool. No big deal. Like I could put my head down and do shit like that. And I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I mean, I was just posting stuff, yeah. and but I was using that as like a litmus test. Like I put something out, okay, and people aren't liking it, aren't talking about it. must not be adding value to them. All right, let me try something yeah, else. Make you know? a picture. Lots of value. Tidy whities. Yeah, right. That's where we always start. I would keep sending stuff out until, and I kind of put this, for me, what ended up uh, working for me way back when was... People like to see um, what I was currently doing, and I and I before me, I don't know anybody else that was doing this in our space. Like I literally would list. Uh, if you go all the way back to the beginning of my Instagram, you could see I was doing this. I would here's a picture of me first thing in the morning. Not fucking good lighting. Not flex. Not pump. Just this is what I look like. This is how I'm eating. I broke down carbs, fat, protein, the water I was intaking, what program I was running, like, and I would just share that and it was getting like people were like oh man asking me why and like i was getting engagement i was like okay i figured this out like yeah. this is helping people they're yeah. i'm sharing what i'm doing they're finding value in it they're being able to engage and ask questions of me and that was kind of like the aha okay more of this yeah. and so i just started plugging away more and then the traction started slowly happening and that was really the the original following that we had to help catapult mind pump because when we first started Mind Pump, we didn't have any presence. No, you had
2: something like twenty thousand, something like that followers, mm-hmm. and that was it. I had no Instagram. Justin had a, a small one, yeah. and that was our first. We I mean, had when, it I, a, when
0: I published Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. I literally had nothing. I just put a book up on Amazon. And just th- some dude.
2: And I, and I how, think he did, you small, a, I how, how did you sell a book? You know I mean? Nobody knew who you were. That's a better S- question. Self published. What do you mean? So, no, I mean how did people find it? How did you get it out there?
0: Amazon. Wow. Really, I did nothing. I just published it. I think it sold 20 copies the first month. Hey, were,
3: you already, like, though, creating, cool. were you
0: already, though, creating... 20 people were, bought my book. I mean, you, speaking of what you're talking about, yeah. I actually was... I was happy. I didn't know if anybody would buy
3: it. Right. You know the, what I mean? Well, so that's, we also were older, right? So I come from that generation, too. I was like, oh, five people are talking it's to me. Five more than zero. It, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so obviously something is working. So that I just had that. I think I just had that mentality from the beginning and just kept plugging away and plugging away and even when you talk about when we pivoted from you know my little following from Instagram over into mind pump you know the formula for us there too was let's just keep adding value let's and, and we had a product to sell so we had a, we had maps anabolic ready to go and sell from uh, the very beginning and but- i just, i just want to
0: say that that's a smart decision that's actually a mistake that i see fairly often is that people they wait too long to sell something and you can condition your audience. If if you uh, go too long, just giving giving away free information. When you do b- bring out something for sale, oftentimes a lot of people will react negatively. Mm-hmm. Like th- th- to them, you're selling out, or they're not here to be sold to. The bigger mistake. And I some see the people are there. are just like allergic to yeah. uh, to uh, but the, being being promoted to, and the, the, you don't want those people. If no, they want right. to leave, leave. Yeah.
2: Right. yeah. No. The bigger the bigger issue, or I should say, the more common one that I've seen is the opposite, where they sell something right out the gates.
3: Yeah, I agree. Most people now, I
2: I don't, I mean, I
0: think if it's a good thing, I mean, again, I started with publishing a book for sale. I didn't have a website. I didn't have, that was literally, that's it now. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, because you can look at it
3: like, Oh, that's, that's like, it's a ton of value though. An extreme
0: case of a survivorship bias. But my point is like, although I look at the first edition of the book now and I would like I'd be like, this is awful. Um, uh, But, because the current edition is way better, but it was very good for what it was at the time. There was nothing like it. And so...
1: Well, that's that like was the idea I started with
4: just selling something yeah. well I that, think that's authority right out of the gates though and I think like from our perspective too we had to build that authority sure and by doing that we had to go through like really building their trust and finding out what they wanted to learn yep so we have to give that and go that to
3: I them. also think what Sal's talking about and I agree with him that I see more of this which is the the kid or person who's interested in this exact question we're talking about starts their YouTube starts mm-hmm. their Instagram gets their first thousand to five thousand people following them and then right away takes on you know, the supplements or takes on some, and they're pushing somebody else's product to make 20% commission Mm -hmm. off of it. And I actually think that hurts them more than it it does well. I mean, when I was coming up and I had 10, 20,000 followers and I was competing, I was getting hit up by someone. But what I knew, I knew long-term, I was building something for myself. And so I knew like, man, if I start pushing everybody else's stuff, it's gonna be really hard to yep. sell my own thing whatever yep. that's going to be and at that time I actually didn't even know what well, that was a, that's a point of you
0: can exhaust your goodwill essentially by yeah. If, yeah. You, if you start especially if you're selling other people's stuff there's a different perception between, like, it's very easy to look like a shill if you just start promoting other supplements versus even if it were your own supplement, but it didn't have to be supplement or or something that is maybe more educational. So if you bring out your own, uh, I mean, in, in your example, like what, what could have what probably worked well for you is if you, a lot of people wanted to know, what are you doing? How are you training? What are you eating? Coming out with an educational product
1: that
3: just it explains this is what he do this is my this so is my- that was the first thing that we ever tested to kind of get an idea uh justin and i wrote a nutrition the nutrition survival guide mm. so that was what that was came mm. with a calculator inside of and it was it generally well received
4: uh, yeah, I mean, what, what yeah, I we just le- didn't have the audience. Yet. Yeah,
3: what I learned from that was 10,000 Instagram followers equates to about fucking $200. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's, what <laughs> that's I the learned value from, of Instagram. That's true. That's what yeah. I learned from that. I was like, oh, too fuck. True. I was like, okay. Yeah. And that's why, too, because uh, I thought maybe I was ready. I thought, okay, you know, I've been giving value. I've been doing so much for so long. I've got 20,000 followers. Maybe it's now Justin and I dropped this book. Let's sell it. And I did. I can't, what did we sell? Twenty five of them, or something. Some, I mean, yeah, some, yeah. Maybe, maybe that. And I was like, whoa, like I've and that it was a good lesson for us. Yeah. It was like you know we need to impact and add more value and gain a larger audience before I really try and monetize this thing. Otherwise, you're gonna be tr- constantly trying to push your shit to try and sell. And that's the other thing too is I really believe that all these platforms, YouTube, Instagram, they're they're really designed to be more social on them. And I see a lot of companies take their social media and it just, it's just like another way of advertising. And that's all, that's all they're doing. And I, I, without even knowing their back end and their conversion rights, I can tell you it's not converting very well because most people that are on social media, 90% of people on social media are not on there to shop. They're on there Mm -hmm. to connect socially with people and brands and things that they're into. So your social the social aspect should be a place for you to connect with your with a community. Now that doesn't mean it can't be a lead generation. So the way mind pump Or a value
2: builder, right? Authority builder. What
3: we do is we
2: use those platforms
3: to drive to more free content yeah. where we now have you in our ecosystem. So it's like we connect with you socially ninety nine percent of the time, one percent of the time you'll get Sal or Justin or I saying something like, oh, hey, here's a great free guide regarding whatever we are talking about. And then they opt in and now we have them as a lead and now we can nurture them down the road. But on social itself, you know, you'll never see that. You never see us talk about our maps programs or push or sell something like that, because I think that's an awful way to use it. And I think you'll end up losing more people Mm -hmm. or at least losing the connection to the
2: people that are following you. All right. So let's go with the next question, which was uh, this one was for you, Mike. Yeah. And it is, uh, you don't sell branch chain amino acids, but why do you sell fat burners? Because I like money. <laughs> no. uh, because so I have two fat burners, right? Yeah. So I guess this the, the question basically is saying like you know BCAAs, yeah. yeah. Like BCAAs are, are supplementing with branched amino acids. We know you're friends with Mind Pump. Mind it, Pump talks shit about fat burners. Yeah. how this work? Yeah. yeah. And, and, but in yeah. yeah. fat put burners, put you on the spot. Yeah. yeah. Tend yeah. to be put in a category of yeah. things that you take that don't do anything. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: It's it's true, and they often are. Um, mm. uh, BCAAs, I believe, have like no use.
2: No, whatsoever. unless your protein intake is hella low. And, and you're a marathon, why is that? and you're yeah. a marathon runner. Yeah. 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 And why is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <Exactly. laughs> reflect.
0: Yeah. What are you doing with your life? It's, it's, um, it's a good point. And and yeah, so so fat burners most fat burners uh, don't don't do anything. Period. Even if you know what you're doing with your diet and what you what you're doing with your exercise. However, uh, take so we have two different fat burners and one of them is called Phoenix and really the the driving ingredients are synephrine and then there are a couple other compounds that are found in the in the in the same fruit where synephrine comes from that makes it more effective and then for scolin and in then egcg mm-hmm. uh so from green tea extract, those are the, those are the main ingredients of what, what make Phoenix work. And I stand by, I mean, if anybody, if you've seen the sales page, you've probably looked at the research that that's referenced. And I stand by that research. Sinephrine works. And when you combine it with uh, a couple of the other ingredients that are in Phoenix, it works even better in, in that it just boosts your metabolic rate.
3: Yeah. I was going to say, the, so th- the thing with most fat burners, isn't this the, the real science that supports that they actually help burn fat is the the, like the increased rate of like your heart rate over the course of the entire day. More
0: calorie burning. Right. Now, of course, if you don't know what you're doing with your diet, you can take even Phoenix. Let's say you're taking two servings a day, let's say, which is okay, that's fine. Um, and then you that, that that's a cookie's worth of calories. You know what I mean? It's like two or 300 calories a day, max. A half a soda. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so like you that. have to know. And, and even if, again, if you look at the sales page, which I'm actually updating all the sales pages, which is nice. And it's been a while, so I'm like, you know, Tweaking a lot of the copy, but I really try to make that clear before someone even buys the product. Mm. In that, this is supplementation is the least important thing as far yeah. as fat burning goes, and and then so the other fat burner is Forge, and, and the driving molecule there is yohimbine. Again, yohim yohimbine uh, has good evidence that I mean it works. It does, and so that's why basically because I feel that um, the I'm I'm justified in in terms of of the research behind. These, yeah. these ingredients. now, if they were to be, comp- and I explain people how to use them. If you were, I'm now, not saying just take some pills; you'll be good.
3: Now, if you were to compare the fat burner to the pre workout, would they wouldn't they probably rival each other on the same the same studies and the effect as far as what it would do as far as speeding the metabolism up to burn more fat? No, because um, in the case of my pre workout, it's just caffeine,
0: and as far as caffeine's metabolism boosting effects, I mean, research shows that once you become desensitized to it, you're mostly losing that actually. So, and that's after, it's pretty fast. Like you have some caffeine every day within two weeks, you're, you're, you're sensitized, you're desensitized.
2: And you don't have a tolerance effect with siniferin and Yohimbi and...
0: No, no. Actually, ironically with Yohimbi, research suggests that it gets more effective over time. They okay. think it might be because it builds up in the body.
2: Yeah. In my, in my experience with fat burners, I think a lot of the reason why people like them, besides the fact that they make you feel good, and that's what stimulants do. They just make you feel good. Mm-hmm is the appetite-suppressing effect, which stimulants tend to do that. That's true. And and I can see some short-term value in that. The issue I always have with fat burners is the same issue that you have. If you're not doing any behavior modifications, um, you're not only wasting your time, but you may be doing yourself harm because you're placing your time and effort and value in something that is- And just wasting money. And wasting money, yeah. absolutely. And then
0: setting yourself up for disappointment yeah because you were thinking that the, these pills or these powders were going to do yeah. a lot more than they actually yeah. are going to do.
2: Now, some of the most effective over-the-counter fat burners that are no longer illegal, but were around for a little while that had studies that support them was the classic ECA yeah. stack. You can Ephedrine. still get it. You just have to- How do you get it? Uh, with the decongestions. Um, oh, you got to get, you get you have the to, you have to give them your license
0: because pseudoephedrine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And, th- and those actually, those studies showed that those worked as well. But here's what I noticed with people when they would take those is they take them, they get the appetite suppressing effects. They were hyper, which probably made it want to work out more. So yeah. they're eating less. Or even just made more. them
0: move around more. That, that means more calories. Right,
2: right. right. Uh, but then they would have a rebound when they come off because then when they, they would come off, they would take, stop taking the supplements and they'd feel dead tired. They'd have that period of time where they mm. felt like they had no energy. And they'd have that kind of rebound uh, type of effect. Do you see anything like that with Sinifrin, Yohimbi? For- now, Forscolin's an interesting one. Forscolin has got some muscle building and testosterone boosting effects. We talked about this last night. Yeah. Through increasing circulating uh, camp. Yeah. Right? That's, uh, uh, and that gets the body to produce more testosterone. Actually, did some did some research. Forskolin pretty consistently raises testosterone in men. It's actually one of the better testosterone boosters. But you don't talk about it. As a testosterone, pursuit.
0: I mention it on the sales page because there is evidence for it, but I'm not really using it as a, a reason to buy it because mm-hmm. the effect size is too small to matter, mm-hmm. uh, especially when people, it's one of the reasons, uh, so take BCAAs, something I don't sell. I get asked, we get emailed multiple times every week from people asking why we don't sell BCAAs, even from people saying, look, I know BCAAs are useless, but they make my water tasty. Can you please, I'd rather <laughs> yeah, give you, I I am, I'm, I'm going to give someone my money for BCAAs. Yeah. I'd prefer it to be you. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, that would literally be the sales pitch. That'd yeah. so be like... This tasty is, water. I, it's like, yeah, it's tasty like crystal water. light, right? Yeah, Why don't you yeah. just go that direction? Or, yeah, put some put some fruit in your water. Yeah. Um, and, and testosterone booster is another product that we don't sell that there's a lot of money in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason being is while... For would to be one, diaspartic acid would be another. There are a couple things that
2: ashwagandha can do that too. Can
0: yeah, help. we there's we got in in my multivitamin, and mm-hmm. again, that's mentioned on the sales page because um, when I'm mentioning benefits, that just here's here's there, there's good research that shows this thing can do these things. Right, but I but you're not marketing it that way. Nope, and I don't I don't really call any attention to it because again, the it's not going to make it's not going to it's not going to either. In some cases, it's not going to increase testosterone enough to, to matter at all, or it's not going to increase it enough for long enough to
2: yeah. matter. So or, like, or the studies that show that it raises testosterone were done in men who are uh, you know hypogonadal; they had low testosterone. Sure, now yeah,
0: that would just be misrepresenting research. But even in the case of like diaspartic acid, you don't have to necessarily misrepresent research. in no. uh, and, and what what seems to be the, the the weight of the evidence or the consensus right now is that. In, it, it will.
2: It works for a week or two.
0: Yeah. And for, then it's for right. a short period of time. Yeah. And I've experienced that myself when, in, in the past when I've taken oh, yeah. it, where I've noticed it only what I noticed, I remember noticing is more sex drive and a little bit better sleep. And yeah. it'd be for like two weeks and then nothing. They
2: actually prescribed it, I believe they prescribed it, or the studies were done in Italy on diaspartic acid and for its effects on increasing seminal volume um, and more sperm. So I, for fertility.
0: That makes you think of a product hey. called Ejaculoid. Yeah, I that's, a real, yeah. That's, that's a real, that's a real product.
2: Thing. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. I remember that. That's the sign of the clown. rule times. That's, when
0: <laughs> that's the that's the thing top of mind is I need bigger cumlets. Oh my
2: exactly. god, my life
0: would be so much better. Thanks, <laughs> Mike. I appreciate yeah. that. Like, I feel like, I feel like the
3: hardest part it, uh, for you would have to be the, very similar to what it was like for me with the, the cannabis industry, and the, like, we're, we could sit here all day and talk about like the science that supports all these different things. Uh, to help people or to benefit them but it was just like when I was in the cannabis clubs and I would be like, you know and I was learning all about the benefits of the plant and you know how what 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 percentage of people that this could really help and and do do good for them right or really change their life mm-hmm. but then when I opened my doors and people came through, if I was being honest with myself, 95% of them just want to get fucking high. Mm. You know, that's what most people were coming in and buying the products. And so, I feel like the supplement space would has to have a very similar dichotomy where you're like, you know, I can I could sit here and make a case with you on all those all the supplements and how I've used probably all of them at points in my training career where I see value in it. But I also think that I'm a very small percentage of the general population that are attracted to these things because the probably the majority are still looking for the shortcut, yep. and that's why they purchase. The way, that's what stuff. I
2: like about Mike is that he you 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 tell you don't lie. You tell people exactly how it is, and I like that. Um, and the cool thing is, is you're proving it works. That's what I really like the like, business
0: model. Yes, yeah.
2: like you can you can actually build a business and not lie. In the supplement space, which is crazy. That's my mind. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's impossible. It's so a shocker. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, yeah. Now there are more companies that are taking a similar approach yes. that are saying a lot of the same words, at least. Yep. Um, because
2: you're, you're proving the model.
0: I, I would think that that's something, has something to do with it. I mean, Legion's big enough now where a lot of people have heard about it and it, it's out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and so that's cool. That was one of the reasons why, actually, when I started it, I was. I mean you can read about this on the website or you can hear about me talking about it but it but it really was one of the reasons why is to Maybe try to help reform the supplement industry to some degree. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? it's to like set, us with podcasting to yeah. set it to set it mm-hmm. to set a, at least set a good
2: example. Yeah, I disrupt guess, for people to oh, yeah. for people to that, follow. Exactly. Well, we that's how we made our name was by basically calling out bullshit and telling people, yeah, you want to lose thirty pounds, It's going to take you about a year. Yeah. you got to do all these things right, and everyone's yeah. like, you're not going to. How are you going to sell that idea? That sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to be working. So. Yeah, similar with the books. My right. books are teach the fundamentals. You know? All right. So, new uh, next question was uh, what to do when there are detractors on your fitness journey. So this was. Asked by one of the uh, individuals we had dinner with last night, and we were talking about how he had lost a lot of weight on his own, had had done this on his own, grew up in a family that really puts food in your face quite a bit. Very similar to my family. I think his family's Portuguese and very similar to Italians. Like, you, like, my mom's goal in life is to see if she could feed kids more than their own parents. Like, she's so proud of that. Like, yeah. oh, you know, will give me your kid. I'll show you. One of the guys I'll,
0: I'll... who works with me, Spanish, he's from Spain. Same thing. It was his mom's, like, they didn't, like you know, she grew up
2: with,
3: she
0: grew up poor.
3: There
2: was That's, why. Food, That's so she why it
3: is. It's It's just their force-fed thing. Force
0: fed him essentially. Yeah. And he was obese by the time he was like seven.
2: Oh, 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 my, my mom will follow my, used to follow us around while we were playing and she would figure out ways to trick you into eating. So you could just, and she'd be like, look, she doesn't even know. Yeah. It was like her favorite <laughs> thing. And so I get this. And so, you know, what he, what he talked about is he lost a lot of weight on his own, but then his family would say things like, well, you know, what's wrong with you? You look sick or why aren't you eating? Eat more yeah. food or whatever. And so his question is like, how do you deal with those kinds of people? So I guess I'll start because I'm I was in a, a similar situation until this day. I weigh, right now I weigh 200 pounds, right? Six foot, 200 pounds. Nobody in the right mind would consider me sickly. Yeah, well, any medical, uh, I was, I'd be maybe, obese. maybe yeah. sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but <laughs> BMI like, sucks, bro. But yeah, no, but like sick. clockwork, I'll go to a family function. Like clockwork, one of my family members, usually my grandma, will come up to me and be like. Salvato, what's the matter with you? Uh, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You don't look so good. You need to eat some more food. I'm Like God, I started getting like, what's going on? Am I am I really losing weight? What's do I look skinny? Happen? Yeah. <laughs> so so I get this. I look like a swimmer. Yeah. 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 The insecurities start coming. Yeah. Oh, up. It's I I got that was yeah, the First time yeah. I
0: got lean, and, yeah. and uh, I was I was wearing a long sleeve shirt. Someone was like, "You have like a really really good like swimmer's body.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're like time to get yeah. bigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I wasn't going I for that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So. What I was telling him to do is to, you know, the thing is, whenever you change, whenever you fundamentally change a part of kind of who you are, it challenges the people around you. So you see this happen quite a bit with uh, with couples. So if you look at the statistics of couples that are that get meet and and get married and are both obese, and then one of them lose a lot of weight and the other one doesn't. Almost always divorce. The divorce rate is like astronomical. It's something like three quarters of them so almost all of them will get a divorce unless both of them go through together and mainly it's the challenge and in that case it would challenge their ego. Is this person more attractive now? Who are they? I don't know them. But even with your family and friends, so let's say you and your friends connect over alcohol and you guys like to go out and drink and party and whatever and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I want to get my shit together. I want to build a business. I want to, you know, whatever and so you stop Doing that kind of stuff, you go out with your friends. be are like, "Nah, I'm cool, man. I don't want to drink. I got to wake up early tomorrow." They don't know how to take it because to them, who is this person? And not only that, but who am I? Who am I yeah. now?
0: Take it personally. Take it yeah, personally. A-
2: so when you're at, when you're raised in a family that is constantly celebrating food and constantly eating, and it's this wonderful, great thing, and now here you are saying, "No, I'm okay. I don't want to eat that." And no, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm cool if I if I just eat the salad, or whatever. To them, it's like, if well, either something's wrong with you or something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's the question now. So by you, by this person now challenging them by saying, No, I'm not gonna eat that way anymore, it's actually causing them to reflect on themselves. Yeah, you're a big mirror walking
3: around. Yeah. Right. They're and like, you know, you it's did setting them. Yeah, you did it, and they have it yet, and they have to face that. And right. one of the easiest ways to for them is to not face it and deflect it back on you that you have the problem.
2: Right. And I uh, I remember this one incident. I was with my cousins. We were at a big family function. And my cousin married this, this guy into the family. Great guy. And we're all hanging out. And everybody was drinking beer. And he's like, "Have a beer, man." And I'm like, "No, nah, I'm cool." I don't, I'm I'm all right. I'll just, you know, I don't want a beer or whatever. He's like, "Come on, have it." So all night he kept saying that to me. "Come on, have a beer. Man, you never have fun. You all you ever do is think about working out. Man, you need to loosen up." Whatever. And he kept hammering on me. And finally I got angry, and I I I grabbed his belly and I shook it real hard in front of everybody and made a joke about him. And it was a really mean thing to do. And it hurt his feelings, but he stopped. He stopped bothering me. And Afterwards, I reflected on that. I'm like, "I handled that terribly. I, all I did was Make him feel like shit, and the reason why I made him feel like shit is that I felt bad for saying no, and so what I did from then on was just feel more confident mm-hmm. in my decisions, and and real confidence is calm. Mm-hmm. False confidence is loud and it's uh, it's contrarian. So the false confidence is like, no, stop making mm-hmm. me want to eat. I don't want to eat. I'm trying to stay thin. I don't want to gain weight. Whatever. Real confidence is like. No, I'm all right. No, I get, no, it's cool. No, laugh about it. No, I don't, no, it's good. I already ate. I'm cool. No, I'm, hey, what's going on tomorrow? And just change the subject. The longer you're calm and confident in your, in your, in your new skin or whatever, and the more they realize that it's. Oh it's the same person, you just yeah. have some different behaviors. That's the only way through cuz they're going to
4: they're going to keep hammering you like this has happened every time I go to my parents house They're always something like oh you're so high and mighty you're not going to eat waffles anymore like it's <laughs> yeah. a big deal you know and I'm like no I don't want to you know it's fine but yeah you just have to keep keep calm and just consistent and like yeah. not make a big deal out of it and be like I just kind of shake my head like yeah. you know yeah. and, 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 then, and then they just eventually give up and they're going to say they call you
3: skinny.
2: Yeah and that, and now what they do nah, I said, I and now what they do is they'll say something Thing, and then they'll leave it. And it's not a big deal. And now family members will prepare sometimes a separate thing for me. Like, oh, Sal's not gonna eat this, so we'll we'll make this and it's not that big it's not that big of a deal, but you're just gonna have to sit in it, kind of be cool and confident, and just it's not a big deal, and then change the subject and then let them do their thing. And that what's happening, what you're what you're witnessing is them processing mm-hmm. this different version of you. And that can be very difficult. It's all them. Yeah. I
3: remember even like when Katrina and I first met and boy, man, her family just they had a hard time with me. I was right in the heart of like this whole mission to compete and like getting, carrying my Tupperware and like, and they're, you know, big Hispanic, big Hispanic family, full everything. neurosis, oh, so peak neurosis. I was, yeah, absolutely. And I knew that, you know, and you know, they're a big Hispanic family. Everything is centered around drinking and food, everything. And they celebrate everything. And so every week you're, we're at their house and you know, I refused to drink. I refused to eat the food they were having. I'm eating my own. And boy, for probably the first two years they of that. They probably saw it as really rude. They did. Yeah, yeah her, He doesn't her, like our food. Her her, her <laughs> brothers didn't like me. They thought I was antisocial. I didn't want to have fun. And I didn't want to get to know them. Because for them, yeah. that's the way they all connected. They all yeah. threw back the drinks yeah. and ate and laughed and messed around. And I'm over there eating out of my Tupperware and passing on all the drinks. And I was just at a family reunion. And one of my, one of my cousins is like, hey, you going to come have a beer with me?
0: It's like I don't drink, and he was actually like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> yeah. He like shorted he's like, it in his brain for a minute. <laughs> You're really not going to come have a beer with me? I was like, "I'll oh, come. I'm just not going to. Uh, I'll drink waters. I'm. Uh, I'll, you want to do something?" And uh, he didn't show up.
3: It's
1: it's, ri- it's
3: literally everyone went to this it's literally place, their he, own shit. It's their shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The reaction that you get is that that's right. that's all of them. And that's it, their that's it. they're struggling with. All their own insecurities and their own shit that they're dealing with, and you, you not partaking or making a different choice, really makes them have to think about yep. that. You and, know? and speaking
0: of confidence, I think you have to be confident to to not give in to that pressure yes. and just just the pressure to conform and be acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Well, the irony of it is too is that the harder they'll push, the more you you want to kind of sit in your in your space and be like, I'm not budging. Eventually, here's what ends up happening. Eventually, if you're cool about it, you're calm about it, it may take some time. It may actually take like a year. For people to just kind of realize like, oh, okay, he's like, this not that big of a deal, whatever. Yeah. Then eventually after about everybody calms down a little bit, then you find yourself relaxing around it. And you're like, yeah, I'll have a little bit. It's not that big of a deal. And you kind of enjoy yourself. And then it's not that big of a deal. But at first, boy, I mean, imagine if, you, if any of your close friends who you, let's ima- think of your friends right now and think of their characteristics. Like, oh, I got a friend, you know, John, he likes to ride his bike all the time or something like that. And then imagine if all of a sudden he's like, no, I don't like bikes. You know, you're going to be thinking, who's this guy? <laughs> like, I, I don't think, yeah. I don't know if I know you Great anymore. Great analogy. And that's exactly what happens. Who's this guy who likes skateboards now? Really yeah. like <laughs> bikes? This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> we can't be friends
3: anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> alternate
2: universe. All, right, so, all, all I
0: liked about you is you rode a book. I rode a bike.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all I liked, man. That's what you had now going for Now
0: you. there's nothing.
3: No bike. <laughs> you're dead to me. I mean. Yeah, I, now, the, now the next jump question. Jump off a cliff. You, someone's going to have to school me on this because I'm not familiar with Senna T.
2: Okay. So the question is about Senna. And is is it recommended to take it only for a week? And what can be done to fix oneself after excessive? So uh, use? school me on this. What is so, it? So senna is a natural laxative. Um, it it softens stool, but it also stimulates the muscles of the uh, of the of the gut to uh, expel. Um, you know. To make you poop or whatever. I'm assuming it's in a lot of these poop teas. Thank you. 100. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's in a lot of those, yeah. and it legit does work. If you drink something with senna, it irritates the gut lining a little bit, gets things to gets move, things moving, yeah. gets things moving, it will make it to the bathroom. Now, here's the problem with using uh, senna. It's the same problem that that there is with uh, all laxatives, is that the body adapts, and what you'll what'll end up happening is your body will when you go off of these things it won't work anymore. You can get, uh, there are people who become addicted physiologically to laxatives. So because they use it. super it's like
0: them, either be super constipated
2: like then you, or, or just drink the tea every day. Then you have to use yeah. it. You absolutely have to use it. So the way to back out of that is to do a couple different things. One is to k- drink a lot of water and eat foods that help with your digestion. Okay. So for a lot of people, what this looks like is very well cooked vegetables. Okay. So raw vegetables tend to not do this as well. But well-cooked vegetables tend to do this. You want to cook them till they're mushy. So, you want to eat things that are leafy, green, spinach, rapini. Easily processed. Asparagus. Is the idea. Yeah. Cook it really, really well. So, plenty it's of
0: soluble fiber.
2: Yes. And increase your fiber, increase your water. Intake. But soluble in
0: particular. A lot of people think of just insoluble fiber as. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. but if you eat plenty of vegetables, you'll get plenty of insoluble or soluble fibers.
2: Yes, well. yes. Um, and then what you want to do is you want to slowly reduce your use of senna. If you go cold turkey, you'll probably have the constipation of a lifetime. So. What I would do, and the way I recommend people go off caffeine is, I tell them to reduce it by a quarter use every week. So you might want to try something like that. So let's say you use, let's say you're 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 having, you know, two two cups of this every single uh, every single day. Then I would lower it down to one and a half cups for about a week. And then the next week, one cup and then a half cup and then so on. And if it gets really bad, stay wherever you're at for a little while until you feel like you can lower it. So again.
3: most common thing that I would see with clients that struggled with this would be uh, the overconsumption of protein and the underconsumption of good dietary That's fiber. That's the other one, yeah. You know, greens and berries. And that would be like the recipe for me. I'd, I'd make sure they have... I'd bump them up significantly higher in their fiber uh, through greens and berries. I'd have them eat like you know a cup or two cups of blueberries, raspberries, like a little bowl of that, and then a, a bunch of spinach, rapini. Mm. Add that into their diet. Then also a look at their protein intake. Are they doing? You know, one gram per
2: pound of body weight or more, and then I would significantly reduce that. And that tend to you hit the nail on the head. In fact, when we talked last night, he was telling me that his protein intake was actually quite high. Yeah. So it would be smart to lower protein intake as well because that can really yeah hydration
0: matters too big time. Just Mm -hmm. making sure you're not dehydrated. Those three right there. I'd say gallons of water a day. Obviously, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Digestion's a good one because when it's off, it fucks with everything. But it's always almost always a symptom of other things. Just like sleep. Like sleep fucks everything up. But the reason why you don't get good sleep, it's often the symptom of something else. So uh, I would uh, increase those vegetable intake, well-cooked vegetables, drink a lot of water, uh, reduce your protein intake, and then slowly reduce your consumption of Senna because uh, it is, it has been shown to have uh, people build a dependency on it. And- yeah,
4: I know some of my clients that actually have taken this tea because when they travel, a lot of times they tend to find themselves yeah. constipated. That's like a common theme. So this was one of those. But obviously, if you could get access to like, you know, vegetables and have that combo uh, available to you, it's going to be ideal. Yeah, or- ca-
2: caffeine is also, uh, here's the other thing too. I don't reduce caffeine while doing this wait to reduce your caffeine till later because reducing caffeine for some people also results yeah. in constipation. So. Or
3: add one to two servings of Legion greens every yeah. day. Yeah, uh, there you
1: go. I'm not gonna what's the, what's Come the, the, on, man. We didn't get, <laughs> get, get paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. This guy's a genius.
3: Uh, I was waiting for the commercial plug for himself right there. And that, was yeah, a, yeah. that was like a layup right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you could add some Legion it's, greens to your diet every day. It's <laughs> funny because we have
2: zero affiliation with Legion. We just like you guys so much. I keep trying to... To get in, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It it's it's hard to get over yeah. this wall, dude. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're all prudes. We're all yeah, such a <laughs> bigot. Couple, <laughs> couple, couple prudes. Yeah, yeah. Such all right. all a bigot. Yeah. All right, next one. All right, so here's a here's the last question. It was transitioning from active work to more sedentary. So in this particular case, she's a dog walker. That's her job. Averages, I believe, around twenty thousand steps a day, um, and also was following Maps uh, Aesthetic. Maps Aesthetic is one of our highest volume workout programs. There's three. Mm big workouts a week, and then the workouts in between are shorter, but you're working out basically five or six days a week. Mm-hmm. And Full so it's h- how do I transition from I'm not going to be walking dogs as much, so my steps are going to go down, and my workouts, I'm going to lower my volume.
3: Now, have, any, have you guys experienced like anything like that dramatic or more dramatic than that in your career? I, I did. Like with personally my, yourself.
2: Not myself, but with clients Ooh. who like so blue-collar for, workers. For
3: me, I'll never forget when – I left uh, 24-hour fitness as a personal trainer or fitness manager, whatever, on the workout floor, training clients or lifting weights and re-racking weights for 10 hours a day, yeah. six days a week, yeah. oh. uh, and then training myself on top of yeah. that. Uh, easily, I was stepping 20 to 30,000 steps and lifting and doing things active right every single day to completely stopping that. And then sitting at a marijuana dispensary with no nobody coming through the doors for the first six months to a year, holy shit, was that a like a total swing? I went from the guy who could struggle to get enough calories in to maintain his size to really quickly, uh, it didn't take much for me to overconsume, nope. And it took me a while to figure out what my new caloric maintenance was, because I was. I was the guy who mm-hmm. was, I was trying to get 5,000 calories a day, and I had a hard time with that every day because I was just burning so much, to being super sedentary to where I could eat almost half the food, and that was enough for me to maintain. So, you know, my first suggestion and I and I recommend this over any sort of tools that are out there is to just when that time comes when you transition to uh, a, a lot less movement is you need to just almost like you're starting from square one again. It's like it's time to track again, and you could probably already just guesstimate that you're probably going to reduce yeah. a solid 500 to a thousand potential calories. Depending, That's what on I would what, say,
0: start with a good new estimation. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Start idea. with a good a good estimation of reducing you know X amount of calories. And then be consistent with that for about two weeks of, of of tracking. And the goal, obviously, in those two weeks, is to not see weight gain or weight loss. And that should give you a good idea of the new caloric maintenance where you should be at. So,
2: yeah, that's a, that's that one hundred percent would be my advice. You're gonna have to lower your calories. Um, but you can also try to focus uh, on building muscle. So you can also make the focus on oh, I think strength. The co- I think the combination of all of it would be ideal. Yeah. Right? I like, would I would focus on building muscle because that's going to help offset um, some of the-, the You know, but the, It's
0: not going to be much. I mean-
2: It's not going to be much, but it'll help. And, and it also changes meta- your mental health. Meta- well, it's not long-term that strategy. metabolically
0: active. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know, going it's from 20,000 steps a day to 5,000 and it's if that's what it's going to be or whatever- and and
3: less workout volume.
2: Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you're talking. You, about, you cannot. Yeah, you're talking about five,
3: begin to replace that five hundred to a thousand calorie yeah. difference. Yeah, for sure. and
2: what you might want to even some people do it by eliminating a meal, so they say, okay, I'm not gonna eat breakfast anymore. I recommend um, reducing just reducing the size of each of your meals, uh, but and getting used to that being your new normal. It's gonna take a little bit of a time to kind of get used to it. But as far as a metabolic addict, uh, uh, activity of muscle. Here's what's interesting. and This is actually a good discussion. I know studies show that it's not that much. Like yeah. gain a few pounds of muscle, it's not that much. I think it's much. like
0: less than 10 calories a pound yeah. or something.
2: But like you know what, though? Day. Here's the funny thing. In experience, uh, I've taken people and reverse dieted them um, and had them build four or five pounds of muscle, which isn't that much, and had seen their calories increase by 800 and Not gain any body fat. There's other mechanisms something that are happening. Else has there
0: is something else I mean, that's happening. You could say maybe some of that is due to nutrient partitioning, but even I would say there are probably other factors. There is. That, there like, is. Lifestyle well, factors. Well, and like there's activity also. Activity. You and, know what I mean?
1: And
3: if you're switching and you're, and you're putting a lot of energy and building muscle, you've probably naturally increased intensity in your workouts, naturally, yep. progressively overloading. Yep. Yep. So there yeah, are other factors. But, you, but I, generally speaking, I agree with Sal. It's that,
2: weird. I've, I've had clients who went from like insane amounts of activity and volume and actually had to reduce it because it was just too much for them so I had them cut way down and we do this slowly I typically don't go cold turkey that's another piece of advice it'd be great if you didn't do cold turkey where you went from 20,000 steps to 5,000 steps I would get a step tracker, and once you stop dog walking, I would try to at least get maybe 5,000 less, so 15,000 Are you doing cardio on top of that, too,
3: or no cardio right now? No. So that's, I mean, here's where LIS is incredible. Uh, So, you know, just low-intensity, steady-state cardio has a lot of value for someone who's making this transition. So maybe when you go from the 20,000 steps from dog walking so much to all of a sudden dropping, you know, potentially down to five Instead of dropping all the way down to five, you know, spend a half hour to an hour every day walking on the treadmill and multitasking, either reading mm-hmm. emails or listening to your favorite podcast, Mind Pump, um, or or can, go outside and walk if you can. It'll be better. Well, yeah, no, that'd There's be no dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would. You're right. That would be better. So, I mean, I I would see a lot of value in doing that. It doesn't need to be in, intense at all. It's just walking. Mm-hmm. You know, just replace it inside the gym. But or I, outside. but I tell
2: you, but I tell you what, there is something interesting that happens sometimes. Like I've I've had clients who, you know, over the course of Six months, lower their activity significantly because they had to because they were just doing way too much. Focus on resistance training, slowly reverse diet them and see their metabolisms completely change. And on paper, it doesn't make sense. And I've seen that happen Many times. You see that especially with competitors. Changing
0: macronutrients. So there's like going from a low protein to a high protein. Um, you
3: also, what happens? What happens? We all know what happens too. When you start to feel better about your body, you build muscle, you walk around with your chest puffed out more, you're you're active, you're more lively. So there's a lot of factors. But,
2: okay. So I'll bring up a study that was interesting. Did you see the study that was done on the, I can't remember the name of the tribe. They were, they're a, a modern hunter-gatherer tribe. But through some pretty sophisticated testing, they were able to, to test their, their, how many calories they were burning every single day. Um, so, and what they thought was, okay, here we are with this modern hunter-gatherer tribe. We hypothesize that they're burning a shit ton more calories than the average person. These people are active all day long. They're taking oh, you know, 40,000 steps a day or more, mm-hmm. um, you know, just totally active. You know what they found? They weren't burning that many more calories than the average person. Now, it makes perfect sense if you think about it, evolutionarily speaking, why would your body allow you to burn shit tons of calories by being super active. If when you we, can't eat them back. Like, right. You'll just die eventually. Right. And so. we, we evolved in environments where food was very scarce. Right. So there are other mechanisms at work that I don't think we fully understand. And the human metabolism is so complex. We act like we know how it works. We, we, we really, the, the, the only thing more complex than that look, is it,
3: look it at Doug, Doug looks up. up He gets there. A legion hitting him. Can't get away from this motherfucker. Come on. Uh. Click on it. Click yeah. on yeah. it, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Throw,
2: throw his numbers off, click on it, don't buy anything. <laughs> yeah, so that's the study right there. You're following so, us. There is something interesting that has happened, so this should give you some hope because a study like this shows that although you're, you're really active right now, if you reverse out of it and kind of do it the right way, you'll probably still have to eat less, but it may not be. Is it the
4: Hanza tribe?
2: What is that tribe? Uh, Hadza. The, Hadza. 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 Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Hadza tribe. It may not be as dramatic as you think, where you might think like, oh my God, I'm eating 500 calories a day. No, I don't think it'll work that way if you do it the right way. So I agree. Yeah. Anyway, good time, Mike. Yeah. Always yeah. a blast having you around, man. Yeah, Looking for forward to back. tonight. Tonight will be fun. Yeah. Man. I'm always like, yeah. what's he going to say?
1: Are we going to get in trouble? <laughs>
2: I'm
4: a master of walking. Let, let your hair down a little point. bit tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: dude.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Good time, man. Well done, brother. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.